Welcome to Beacon, everyone. Uh, I'm sorry, totally distracted by how not ready Caitlin was just now. <laughs> I just remember where we left off and I got scared. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> yes, indeed. Uh, we'll get into the recap here pretty soon, but welcome back, everyone. We've been gone for two weeks. Uh, it's been a hot minute. Our last game was on Halloween, actually, and uh, we've been off for two weeks, sitting in this cliffhanger that we've had for the past two weeks. So this will be interesting. Um, I am Eric, your GM for the evening, your game mother, and this is the Streampunks. Uh, we got a few announcements just before we kick off tonight's story. Um, first off, uh, I'll just go ahead and let everybody know that um, we've had a couple of questions about this, and I've kind of addressed it on our coffee page, but for those of you who are asking, um, we, like so many of you people out there today are trying to adapt in the ever-changing maelstrom of social media as Twitter slowly burns down. And uh, right now, we, like everybody else, are trying different platforms. At the moment, we are among the many who are experimenting with Hive. Uh, we are on there as Streampunks RPG. Like everybody else, we're just kind of going and grabbing our handles as quickly as we can so that if the worst should come to pass, we have a space for ourselves. So if you are on Hive and you'd like to follow us, definitely check that out. I know a few of y'all are not too enthused about Instagram, but if you do want to keep up to date with us and you're not on coffee, Instagram would be a great place to go. Um, that is where you can find a lot of us. Um, also, um, we, the best the best place right now to keep updated with Streampunks and everything that we're doing is through our coffee page. We do have a website that's up and coming, thanks to you guys, and that is going to be rolling out before the end of the year, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be a huge minute like boost to all of us here. But uh, right now, uh, the best place to find us is probably on Instagram, uh, followed up by Hive, and we are not leaving Twitter you can still find us on Twitter. It's just, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So um, that's uh, what we got. That's the only announcement that I had this evening. I didn't have anything else. Uh, did y'all, anybody, one of y'all doing anything that you'd like to announce before we jump into tonight's, uh, slot, uh, excuse me, uh, game? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just teasing Eric. I said that was cruel. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, episode three of Dungeons and Dragons is out. Uh, yeah. This... In this episode, we talk about running a game for a culture that's not natively your own and how you should try to do that respectfully. Uh, also, I'll be at PAX, so I'll see you there. Oh, sweet. When is that? <laughs> when is PAX? Uh, December 2nd through the 4th? Has it always been in December? I, 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 I it, it was last year, so PAX I'm, I'm assuming was, so. I went in December in 2019. Huh. It was December, but that was PAX Unplugged. I have a feeling like every year someone tells me they're going to PAX in December, and I'm like, it's in December? <laughs> wow. Has it always been like that? Like, welcome to your 40s, Eric. All right. Cool. Thanks, <laughs> Noir. Might be the ADHD. Yeah, might be. Might be that thing I've had all my life, too. Uh, all right. Anybody else? Anybody else um, have anything they'd like? Yes, Caitlin. I am just I'm just on Twitter until I move elsewhere, so there's that. Um, but... Yep. Uh, Check out Thin Places Radio, a kind of uh, paranormal advice fake radio show. Very fun, very short. Every episode is under 10 minutes. Um, we have put out now six episodes. They are all very lovely. Uh, Kit is an excellent writer and host, and I am delighted to be working on it. Um, we won't have an episode this week because we're both going to be away and very busy, and um, I've had a very chaos weekend, so <laughs> I have not had time to catch up on anything. Um, but you can check out all six episodes that are out currently, and I post about it a lot, so... Thin Places Radio on Twitter. Sweet. All right. Anybody else got anything before we jump in? No. 
All right. Well, that leaves nothing left. Uh, oh, yes. Sam, you have something you'd like to say? I'm super curious. I mean, no, not really, because... Um, look, I did the mechanical preparations for tonight, um, but until uh, Caitlin reminded me about the cliffhanger, I, I I didn't emotionally prepare at all. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not, I, I, I had this nice break from being scared. And... and, and, and but it's not October, though, so, like, is that Isn't right? it, though? <laughs> the pale man disagrees. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's game of Beacon. Welcome back to Paxton's Reach, where the situation has begun to shift. Or perhaps this, maybe it's more accurate to say that the situation has always been as bad as it is right now, and that our crew of the Ilios have just become more and more aware of just what it is that they've rolled into. Um, we're going to start this chapter of our story off right where we left. Without any delay, we are picking up with our two wayward, one ex-Marine and one Marine inside this destroyed UPP vessel. Now, as a quick reminder, there's a few things that you've all learned before we went on our break. And the, the big ones are, of course, that this ship, the SS Novik, SSV Novik, this was a transport of some kind, a troop transport that functioned as an assault craft as well. It's not clear why or how it crashed all the way out here on Paxton's Reach, but it does seem to have happened some time ago. Um, it's not clear how long ago because it's not, it's not entirely clear how this planet behaves towards decaying flesh we'll put it that way it's not it's not easy to immediately pinpoint how long these corpses that you have found inside this crash site have been 
but you found the crash site after following these footsteps that you discovered at the mines. Now, the mines were going to reveal something grisly. You had all found out that bodies were just being thrown into the bottom of this mine. You didn't go into the mine just yet. Instead, you decided that the thing to do would be to try to learn more about this transport, this thing that had been downed, this ship. Because apparently, the head of the colony has an, a, a, an intense interest in getting out here. So, in an effort to intercept that and, under, and understand what his motivations are and what he's up to, you've all decided to trek out into the desert, into the wasteland out here. And what you found was this downed vessel. Now, it's not readily apparent what downed it. They didn't, it's, it's hard to tell if anything happened on the outside. There's no scorch marks that indicate any kind of blast from the outside. But then again, it's hard to tell because this thing has been torn up on impact and dragged across this hardened laked floor. But upon entering, you've discovered a few things. You've discovered what were clearly UPP operatives and military. It also looked like towards the back, you discovered an area that was being used as some kind of containment. It wasn't clear what that was, but it was clear that it had been destroyed. You also found what looked like a very important casing or briefcase that which you were able to withdraw what looked like hard drives and data materials from data pads and stuff like that, but particularly a hard drive that thanks to her technical expertise, Martha was able to plug into and y'all were able to get some data off of this while you were investigating the back area where the storage containment was. And that's when you discovered some pretty big revelations. First of all, Martha was able to expertly access what was left of this drive. You all discovered that whatever the ship was and whatever its objectives were, it was connected to something that's being called Project Dark Star? Or is it Black Star? Let me double check my notes here. Sorry. I think it was a Black Star, Black Star on the file, and the, yeah. the file was the called file's Dark Star. Star. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So Black Star all over the all over the files. It's like a symbol that these drives have. It's just a black star. The project that comes up on screen on the on your data pad that you've been using to hack into this, Martha, is giving you all sorts of readouts. And what it really has is it looks like it has a bunch of, of notations and file notes and project notes, but it also has about, a, it looks like a file of about 200 personnel, but it's hard to tell what their purpose is or what, what this is ex exactly. It's not entirely sure what it is clear is that it's some kind of record of of this project dark star but all of it is needs translation from russian and chinese it's very difficult to understand exactly what this is supposed to amount to but that wasn't the big revelation the big revelation is when caitlin uh tig as you were sitting there leaning over martha's shoulder tig spotted a very familiar face that caused your blood to turn to ice you thought maybe you were hallucinating you had martha scroll back and you see clearly the image of a woman named corporate gemma riley who was kia over four years ago and yet this file that you're looking at 
is dated just shy of four years ago. Looks like maybe three and a half years ago. This would have this is literally dated after her report. You were there, as you stated to Martha. Um, unfortunately, your your reverie, your shock, your horror, your everything, all of that has been interrupted. As you started hearing something on approach, possibly a survivor of this crash, maybe somebody who's been in, like living out here. Uh, a few moments later, that was that was very much debunked as rounding the corner into the entryway, this very large doorway that enters into the back folded area of this metal husk that you're all inside. Emerging into the doorway is a creature that stands roughly six and a half to seven feet tall. Its skin is just bleached white. Pale. Pale as a white sheet of paper stretched over these thick bones that jut out from underneath its uh, underneath its flesh, forming these sort of weird geometric shapes like a skeleton is trying to break free from its skin. Its head is slightly elongated and doesn't appear to have any eyes whatsoever. There is a narrow slit that moves across the lower part of its face, indicating that there is a jawline or a, a mouth of some kind. And it is making noises that would sound like perhaps it was sniffing the air or breathing, though there's nothing obvious as to where that air is coming or going from. And the claws on this thing, you just see as it reaches around the doorway and has stepped into the room. We are picking up in that vital, precious moment, whatever happens next. This is the moment where the two of you, Tig and Martha, you have seen, you are now staring at something that is wholly unhuman and immediately grants both of you one point of panic upon sight of it. So go ahead and mark it down on your sheet. A point of stress? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, a point of stress. That's okay. correct. And then um, you each have to make a panic roll upon sight of this thing. I succeed. Uh, is it just <laughs> the die we roll? Uh, yeah, you just roll a d6 and add your, your stress points. And yeah... If I remember correctly, Tig, you have nerves of steel, so you're able mm-hmm. to you're able to subtract two. Is that right from your mm-hmm. roll? So it'll mm-hmm. automatically succeed for you. Yeah. Sorry. Wait. We roll the stress die and then add what? What's your stress level right now? One. One. Okay. So you just roll a d6 and add one. Oh. Oh. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I super. Yeah, yeah. So just all you need to do is not roll a, a six, Eliza. Okay. I got. I rolled a four total. Okay. Great. So the okay. two of you keep it together. The fear immediately, the survival instinct, that human survival instinct that triggers the moment you see this thing, much like maybe our ancestors did the moment they thought they heard a saber-toothed cat prowling in the bushes. You, the, the two of you, upon sight of this thing, feel that bubble up inside of you, and your training, your experience, your metal keeps it all into check as the two of you stand perfectly still and stare back at this thing. It's not clear if it sees you or not, but right now it doesn't move. Can it's you just give, entered the, go ahead. I was like, can you give us like a, how far are we from it? Is it, is there space beside, mm-hmm. like, can you give us a, a just sure. floor so, plan kind of? In yeah, our, you kind of need the tactical narrative yeah. layout of the yeah. situation. <laughs> it is about 35 to maybe 40 feet away from you guys right okay. now. So it's a good distance away. Um, behind you, there is daylight, or I should say it's actually, getting close to uh 
it, it, this this planet is in a perpetual sunset. So the daylight that it is coming through some of the tears in the hull of the ship, you do see like streams of light peeking through some areas in the back. But for the most part, it just levels off into sand towards the back of the cargo area y'all are in. And that's about 20 feet away from you. So y'all are positioned a little more further towards the back. To your left and right is probably, to your left, it's about 10 feet to the wall. And to your right, it's about 40 feet. So y'all are kind of on the left side of the room, as it were, right now. Um, You're holding the data pad. And of course, just to reiterate, so everyone has this in their head, uh, Martha does very much have her pulse rifle on her right now. So that that is the situation. It does not move yet. It's just hovering in the doorway, and you can just hear it going... How large is the doorway? Um, it's large enough that you could squeeze past this thing if it was standing okay. on the other side, but it's not. It it would be able to block anybody who's trying to get past it. Is okay. it in the doorway yet? Mm-hmm. It's literally in, in the doorway. It's okay. like standing in the doorway with its claw wrapped around the side. Oh, right, Almost right. like somebody's stepped into the room and is peeking inside just to see what's going on. You can see a large portion of the upper half of its body and its long, gangly leg that is just arced out towards the floor. You see those talons at the very end of its feet. Um, another question. To mm-hmm. the left of us, is that where that casing was that we saw that was busted open and it said, do not open, basically? <laughs> Uh, that's actually that's to your, us? that's no, no, that's actually to your far right on the opposite okay. end. Um, okay. it looks like it was some kind of containment unit. There was glass involved. A large portions of it were, um, were, looks like it almost looks like a, like a metal skeleton that was trying to keep something into place. It's been slowly right. pulled out. There's also strange metal fatigue that you see along the sides of some of these torn metal casings that were keeping whatever was contained in there. Uh, yeah. I I look at Tig, just silent. Um, Tig just kind of pulls up because I was holding a flashlight. I was shining a flashlight at it. I think last time we ended, um, and she's gonna kind of gesture at it and gesture to the far corner of like as far away from us, the farthest corner from us, and mime with her free hand throwing. Yep, I had the same thought. Yeah. Okay. When you gesture at it with the flashlight, you see it immediately taken. Oh, I don't. I don't move. I don't move the flashlight. The flashlight stays. I'm oh, saying I like, you're I'm... saying you're pointing at it with the flashlight and then pointing. That's what, you, that's what you said when we oh, at the end of the last episode. That was the only oh. reason I said that. Oh yeah, yo yeah. But but if you move, if you're moving the flashlight. No, I'm not either. trying. I'm not. I'm trying okay. not to move the flashlight at all. I'm gesturing the flashlight and then miming, throwing. Oh, gesturing to the flashlight and miming throwing miming, it away. Throwing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 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 You're you're Doctor Grant with the flare gun with the flare right now. I get you. So you're you're holding this, okay? Okay. Yeah. So she's gonna try to aim as far, like the farthest corner from us, that kind of back. And I want to take it, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw. I'm yeah. She's just gonna throw it as far from us as, as she can. Roll initiative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a. It's leaving your hand. The moment mm-hmm. it leaves your hand. That's when the initiative roll is happening. So this is how this works. Typically in the alien RPG, it's a deck of cards oh, and you and you draw. There's no dex bonuses or anything like that. It's literally the luck of the draw. And if you have talents, you can actually manipulate the initiative and go faster and you can draw two cards and pick the best one kind of deal. In this case, since we don't have access to that right now, we're just going to roll a D10. All right. Okay. So yes, if you've got a yes. D10 on you. 
just make a d10 roll if you would please and i shall save oh okay i got a six six okay martha is on a six. Oh, i had one i don't know where it went oh oh it's in front of me okay four Lower is better, so four is very good. Six is not bad at all. So let's see how this goes. I didn't want to go first anyway. <laughs> I'm trying to set you up. I'm trying to set you up for something. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I feel so bad. This is the second time party members have been in deadly peril and the doc's just been vibing. <laughs> well, the good, the good news is, though, is at least there is a combat medic in this scene. Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay, so Did it also... It rolled a six. Oh, okay. So this okay. is all going down on a six. All right. So I'm giving you the action of throwing the flashlight. That's before combat starts. Okay. But you throw this thing and it reacts. You see it go <laughs> immediately yes. hunkers down and with absolutely terrifying speed, this thing moves immediately into the room. It, yes. it, it and when I say terrifying speed, it it almost it's it's it boggles the mind how quickly it moves. Like somebody sped up a special effects monster a little too fast. <laughs> this thing comes just bl- blurring into the room, uh, dashing. Uh, you get to go first, Tig. Oh, geez. Okay. Where does it run to? What yeah. Direction? Um. It hasn't actually since it's not its initiative. It doesn't it doesn't get to declare where it's running to just yet. Okay. It's just moving fast. Moving. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. This is in that narrative few seconds. Okay. While it's theoretically, hopefully distracted um, with the flashlight, I'm mm-hmm. going to use that just hopefully it is distracted by its own movement, its own sound, the sound of the flashlight hitting the ground. That's what I want. Um, I want to be able to pull out my medical kit. I want to be able to have full access to it. Um, okay. Okay. And uh, I want to f- pull out what's it called? The uh, nap relief. I want to pull out three of my syringes of nap relief and have them prepped in one hand. I'll let you do that as a fast and slow action. And if you want to have those out, but that's gonna because pulling out your med kit's a fast action, but going for the nap relief and then getting them in your hand, I'm gonna count that as a slow action. Okay. So your whole action for this round is you just immediately reach yeah, down. No, and I don't want to move. I'm not over. moving. That is all I want to do is pull it out and just have. Th- I want to have like three syringes ready to fucking fire. <laughs> okay. Um, now, typically, when it comes to tie scores like this, what you do is you you tend to look at stats and see like whose agility and that kind of thing is higher. In this case, though. Um, it's actually going to be you, Martha, because you actually were prepped and you heard this thing coming. So I'm going to let you take the precious few seconds on the top of the round to move and do whatever it is you want to do. I want to slip the pad back into my bag or whatever Mm -hmm. and just ready my rifle. Are you shooting or are you just readying? I'm not shooting, just readying. Okay. Because I need to, I need to see what direction it goes in first. Cause, okay, because yeah, so like if it's I, not coming at us, it has a distraction. We might I'm be able to get another thing. But yeah. if but if she fires right now, it's exactly. clearly going to know where we are. Yeah, that's exactly. true. But it's also worth noting, and this is just GM, just just because this is our first time we've ever had combat in the alien RPG. On its turn, if it has decided to go for you, you're not stopping it. If you didn't shoot at it, like if you decide, uh, if you decide this thing 
might go for if you decide not to open fire on this thing you're going to miss your chance to attack it before it attacks you if you're okay with that because you're you're right it might go for the flashlight i'm actually going to roll to see where it goes um but if it comes at you is there any like hold in action type of thing in this system uh there is and it's it's a little it it can it it is admittedly a little unforgiving. You can hold your action by switching your initiative order with somebody else if they are within range. Right? Yeah, yeah, then it's imper. But, but yeah, but it's usually only an ally can you trade initiatives with. So you so could you can't really hold an action then. It's not really, because things are all happening all at once. Um, okay, is there any cover close by? Uh, I might say that there's just a, uh, there's enough like the. Um, Sort of like the ribs, the internal structure of this ship, like those big metal barriers that kind of come down and sort of reinforce the hull. One of them juts out from the wall about three feet. It would function like if you were in a firefight, it might function as maybe a third cover, giving you a little bit of leeway. Mm -hmm. But for a creature that's charging in me, in me, if this creature charges you in melee right now, then there's not a lot. The only other cover is unfortunately Tig. <laughs> okay. I'm praying I'm praying that the light and the loud sound versus yeah. our quiet stillness over here mm -hmm. is gonna if I'm hoping it was gave, gave us a better chance. That's yeah. all we'll fingers see. crossed. We'll <laughs> yeah, I just feel like I hope it runs for the flashlight. Yeah. There's nothing I can do right now. Like that's I why I was like, I I'm just prepping. Hold. Yeah, I think I'm mm -hmm. still not gonna shoot. I'm just okay. gonna um Yeah, I'm just that's it. Alright, let's see what happens. I'm rolling its observation. I rolled eight dice for its observation. It has no eyes. I guess it, it has. Hear and smell. Hear and smell. That was yeah. That was my thing. I was like, I rolled eight <laughs> dice for its observation. I rolled a five, four, one, three, five, one, two, four. Not a single success. Um. Okay, with eight dice, yet still this thing. By the way, I can go ahead and give you this stat because the the speed in which it is moving, it has a normal speed of two, which is uh, you have a speed of one. Unless you were going in a full-out run, then you have a speed of two. This thing has a normal speed, and it basically it clears the room in a blinding flash as it lunges towards... It looks like for a split second, Martha, your life, you just feel like that surge of terror that a few times you felt when you were in combat and maybe a shell came a little too close to your, to your position. But as soon as this thing lunges into the room, there's a split second where you and Tig think it's coming right for y'all. And instead, it throws itself in the direction of the light. As it pushes past you, the both of you make me an observation check before we get into the second round of combat or you'll actually be able to do, you still have an action that you'll be able to do here now martha because you decided to hold until the end but make an observation oh, check real I, fast oh i i actually didn't i wasn't designed because i didn't want to lose my place in you're not going to lose your place in your yeah. this is just oh. this is this is an observation check but it's not a, i'm not this is not counting towards your actions for the round got it okay. so you and tig can both make this check so that's wits and observation and the stress die and the stress die and stress, okay. Mm -hmm. One, two. If you roll a one on the stress die, mm -hmm. it's a panic check. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> You're gonna love this. Yeah. Um, 
three sixes and a one on the stress die. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna make a panic check. You're gonna gain a point of stress. And I succeed immediately. <laughs> okay, great. So that makes sense. Like, do you gain you gain a, a stress die on a failure? Um, yeah. If you ever roll a one on a stress die, you gain a point of stress. It, okay. it, it death spirals. But here's the thing. Normally, uh, I I have a house rule that I do uh, for campaign play specifically. Cinematic play, you just you just you will accumulate stress the way people you know mm-hmm. collect things. You just you will collect stress in in campaign play with me. Typically, unless an ability makes you do so, otherwise, I only allow one stress point per round to spiral. So, yeah, so you Got don't it. spiral immediately. I'm not if in in cinematic play that's different, but in yeah, campaign yeah. play I kind of stretch it out a little bit. You gained a point of stress before combat started. Now we're in combat. You've gained a second, second point, point of stress. Got so it. cool. Um, and I still pass immediately because that's still my that's still in my safe zone. <laughs> okay, and you got a success, right? You got three. I three success. Three successes. Three successes. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. And, and you. Okay, two. so this is great because the two of you. So, what occurs to both of you the moment um, the moment this thing lunges past you? is it's wounded you can see on its back as it's lunged towards the back of the of the ship towards the flashlight um it looks like there is a large dark almost like a pit in the in its back like something hit it from behind and maybe it almost blasted all the way through its chest and it's blackened and kind of you can tell it's kind of warped it's in the process of healing but the thing is not, you can also tell by the way it moves when it reaches the back, it does not look like it's fully, you you can tell just by the way it kind of favors one of its legs, why how it favors one of its arms. And also by the way it almost collides with the wall while it's going for the flashlight, that this thing is not 100%. Hmm. It slams into the wall with a hissing sound. It's your go now, Martha. Um... I want to try to quietly tiptoe to the door, quickly and quietly move to the door. Also, I'd like to see if the door looks closable. Like, how does the door close? Oh, yeah, if it's got like a, a technical mechanism. It'll completely, to... de- yeah, you'll, it'll depend if it, that you can get power to the door. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like it, it. It looks like it's. Yeah, it looks like based. it's an open door from a wreck. Okay. So you might, if you might have to find a way to get power or barricade it. Um, uh, okay. Also, um, as per the rules in Alien, since it's a combat round, you you can't really go into stealth mode here. Uh, you can run like hell and try to hide in the next room, mm-hmm. but this thing knows the two of you are here. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So yeah. there's no real like quietly going. Yeah, just 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 to like help you narratively like understand the situation for your characters. Uh, at, at this point, you're in a you're in a uh, this is a life or death situation. The choices that y'all make. It's going to be uh, just as your storyteller. I will tell you that your your options are are you either run like hell or you're fighting this thing. <laughs> but why not both? <laughs> That's, because what yeah. I want to do. Because Tig goes next, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I want yeah, to do is back. basically okay. Here's what I want to do. I want to okay. be covering fire for Tig as we okay. both are running to the door. Okay. Now you're talking. Yeah, you can totally do that. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Run and shoot at its. And I also want to hit the, the the injury. Yeah, but like maybe slightly above, so that it's like the back of the neck. If there's a spinal cord that's keeping this thing alive <laughs> with that wound, maybe if we sever that, it'll go down. So I, what I, 
what I love, Aliza, is that at the top of this combat, you're like, maybe, maybe we can get out of this without not. Maybe we don't have to fight it. And now Aliza's like, I'm gonna blow its fucking spinal cord off. I'm gonna just. Aliza <laughs> just went from sort of the Doctor Who mentality to the full-on Mortal Kombat <laughs> mentality. I All right. play a lot of Mortal Kombat. In that's this fair. That's 90s, fair. So it's 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 gonna come in handy now. So really, what it so what it comes down to when you when it when it comes to these kind of called shots that you're trying to do, really, that's determined by how many successes you roll because you stunted so in this case um you are using as a fast action you can zoom an overwatch position in a specified direction as long as you have a ranged weapon and no enemies with an engaged range which is you this means that you can aim your specified direction and ready to shoot between the time you assume that the overwatch position and your time to act um you can assume, okay so between the time you assume overwatch and the time you act in the next round you can fire your weapon so this is kind of what you probably would have done in the last round but this played out the way it played out anyway so it was fine um you can fire whenever you want in the turn order and your shot is resolved before all other actions even if they are already declared so for example if an enemy in a direction you are aiming at declares that they want to fire the weapon you can shoot first the enemy is not allowed to change their attack after you've initiated your overwatch attack firing when you're in overwatch position counts as a normal attack therefore you must save your slow action in the round for any overwatch attack you want to make okay so it's a slow action to do it um okay so you only lose you keep your overwatch position as long as you do nothing but shoot in the chosen direction if you perform any other action other than overwatch your uh, position is lost meaning i can't also run towards the door um I have to stay in one spot. Mm, I don't know that that's necessarily true. Let's see. It's like holding your like your poses in like the direction you're facing, like continuing the aim aim on it. Is that kind of the the vibe? Yeah, yeah. So basically, yes, Lisa. If you decide if if Martha decides to move at all from where she is standing to cover to cover Tig's escape, you lose Overwatch immediately. If you perform any other action than just standing there and okay, go ahead. Sorry, Um, you said the over the benefit of doing this as an overwatch is that i go first um well no so so caitlin's gonna go first but if this thing whips whips around and if you declare on your action that you're doing overwatch then you're basically doing what you tried to do last round where you're like i'm gonna aim at this thing and if it comes so if we had actually used the overwatch rule last round then i wouldn't have needed then you wouldn't have needed to have to have second guessed whether or not you wanted to open fire now that we have this rule Uh basically would have it meant to have been like yeah no i'm gonna hold overwatch and if this thing comes at me i'm gonna blow it away um yeah i'm gonna do that because you said we're about 30, we were about 30 feet from it when it from was the, in the doorway. Yeah, and it's so already on the other side of the room. The and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little further from us now, a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I'm going to do it. I'll do okay. Overwatch. Um, okay. All right, so you assume you know what Martha's doing because she takes a position and mm-hmm. puts the rifle up against her shoulder and aims at this thing. She doesn't open fire on it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's your your action, Tig. You get to go. Okay. And I'm gonna basically just be like, like, point, are you coming or should I, like, should I go, essentially? I'll point to you <laughs> and then say one, and then I'll point me two. Okay, so like, excellent. I'm coming next. Okay. I also wanna point to that rifle out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. Corporal's got a plan. What are you doing? Uh, Tig's gonna book it to the door. Okay, you'll be able to make it to the door at the end of this round. You basically, mm-hmm. as your as your slow action, you're basically dashing towards the doorway. Um, you could actually get around the door and into the room if you used both of your actions, your slow and your fast action. You should be able to get. Oh yeah, no, I'd like to do that, and I would zone. like to. I would like to park up. Where Where is the the rifle that that we saw? Yeah, it's right in the open. It's it's laying on the ground still, uh, towards the entrance. Of, I should say the 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 wound in the side of the vessel. It's been torn open. You mm-hmm. can see it's still laying there on the ground, untouched. Would that take an action to, to scoop up? Um, yes, but I I would probably count that as. I like would I still be able to get to, do- to the door if I I think it's I think it it's safe to say you could use your slow action to bolt out of the room and then use a fast action to move over and grab it grab it up and then that would be the end of your round yeah I basically I just want to park up by on the other side of the door like just like tuck around that you won't be able to do you're gonna okay. have to move past the door to get the rifle and then the next round you can move up against the door and park it there if you want but this round if you're gonna get to the rifle you're using everything you got to get to the rifle all right, Martha wants me to get to the rifle. I'm going to the rifle. Okay, so on your turn, you basically, the sound of, of leather soles squeaking against this deck plating as Tig tears out of the room, just stumbling at first because you're moving so fast, your legs almost can't keep up with you, Tig, but you manage to get through the doorway and swing around and almost trip over one of these corpses as you leap over and swoop down and grab up this assault rifle. Um, that's going to be your action now, Martha. You're in overwatch mode, so you're just holding your position, and this thing whips around and hisses, and it is going to lunge at you. It's going to use its actions to immediately clear the room and come straight at you. Not me. I made town. Come at me. (laughs) It goes straight for Martha. Dang it. Um, And that's going to trigger your overwatch. Yeah. (laughs) So go ahead and open fire. This thing is lunging straight at you, so make a ranged combat attack. Story point. Okay, you are activating a story point on behalf of the Ox Crew. This is from Wraith. Thanks, Ox Crew. Thank Wraith. you, Wraith. So now okay. all fives are now successes as well. Okay, adding my stress die. Good luck, Martha. <sighs> okay. Okay, I see at least one success. Two success. Two success. No stress. Two successes. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so you are using an assault rifle. Actually, specifically, you are using a military issue mm-hmm. pulse rifle, mm-hmm. the M41A. Mm-hmm. That is a two damage. Oh, did you also include your plus one bonus die to that roll because you're I using did. a rifle? Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, well, it's also armor piercing, so yeah, it's it going to have this thing's armor because it does have armor. So I'm going to have to roll for its armor rating now to see if it can soak any of this. Oh, I rolled a six. It's going to soak one point. Um, you did... How many successes did you roll? Two. Two? So that's going to be... Uh, so that's going to be a total... Well, it would have been three damage. Oh, but you rolled... Oh, well, hold up, though, because you rolled multiple successes. You get to stunt this. Okay. So that's important because you rolled multiple successes. All right. So having stunted this... The big question is, I guess we need to figure out what you want to do because <laughs> okay. uh, you have an option. You can add you can add an extra. You you were trying to shoot this thing in the head, weren't you? Like, if I can sever the neck, yeah. <laughs> you want to blow its head off. <laughs> yeah. That's shorthand for I want to blow its head off. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Let's see here. Ranged combat. For every extra success you roll, you get one of these stunts. You can inflict one more point of damage. You can pin down the enemy. That would be handy. They position yourself. Um, you can you can trade initiatives. You can the target drops any weapon. The opponent falls to the ground and is pushed back. That I want that, that. one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Falls to the ground and pushed back. Okay. This thing. What what's terrifying about this in particular, Martha? As you open fire, the 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 end of the pulse rifle just lights up like the sun in front of you. And Caitlin Tig hears the thunderous noise of a pulse rifle starting to empty its clip as. As this thing fires off, you see the bullets impact on this thing repeatedly, and it doesn't immediately slow it down. And Martha, you just immediately, as as the recoil starts to become a problem, as you finish your burst, one of the shots lands next to this thing's knee, and it just goes, whoosh, slams against the deck plate, just hissing and writhing. You see a spattering of greenish-blackish liquid spurt out onto the decks and immediately start hissing as they make contact with the steel. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Acid blood, great. Okay. Um, that is going to do some. Hold on, it did take damage though, because you only so it took. Okay. Um. So let's see. As a slow action sprint, as though having two run through two zone, and can't do that now. It's been knocked down. Okay, so it's it's now its turn. It's going to use its slow action to get up. Oh god. Um, okay, now I know where I'm shooting next. Um, it gets right back up. It takes a second. Kind of like it kind of spins around like it's trying to negotiate its leg, try to figure out why its leg isn't functioning the way it wants it to. And it manages to pull itself up off the ground and kind of... At that point, when it turns towards you, you begin to realize um, its mouth is actually almost the half the width of its head as that little slit that you saw, it kind of splits open. And as its jaws hang open, you see these gums extend outwards and these long, jagged teeth. And it turns in your direction. And once again, it is going to lunge at you. However, it's not using the sprint action because it doesn't have any... It had to use a slow action to get up. But it's going to use its fast action to move towards you, which is going to put it right on top of you next turn. So that, fun for me. that's going to wrap up its action for this round. It's, oh, you know what, though? Let me hold on a sec, because I might actually have to roll mobility to get this guy up again. Let's see. Uh, hazardous situation, dangerous sneaking pat. No, no, no. He doesn't have to roll. Okay. So, yeah, it gets back up and it comes right at you. Uh, that's going to start us off the next round. And right off the bat, Tig, it's your action. You've heard the gunfire just in the next room. I sure have. Um, I, you said I, I could see through the door from where I had grabbed it because I saw the thing running. No, no, no. So all you could do... I have to come back up to the door. Yeah, you have to come back up to the door. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So I, I want to get to the door so I can see in... Easy enough. Fast action to get to the door. No problem. Does you can how, see into the room. What's, what's, this, what's the state of this rifle? <laughs> uh, you don't know. The That's why I want to check it out. I want to see if I can get it. If I want. I take safety off. I'm going to I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try to fire it. I'm Roll gonna, ranged combat. I'm can I take a story point? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Um all right. Okay. So then uh Breeks, thank you so much for that story point. Thank you, Breeks. You're going to save me here. I I know it. I can tell. Okay. Julie. Right, make your and ranged combat, combat attack. Now, hold on stress. one sec. You're using this is an AK I have this. Hold on one sec. This is in a. This is in one of the other books. I believe this is actually in. By the way, 
We oh, don't yeah. have any giveaway codes yet, but Demiplane has been really good about giving us Demi uh, giveaway codes. And I did want to let everybody know while they're watching this combat take place that the Colonial Marines Operations Guide was released today mm. on Demiplane. So if you want to check that out, it, it is up now. And uh, do make sure to click on our links that we have in chat so that uh, everyone can tell that it, <laughs> it's working. Um, let's see. Where are... I'm very excited to get uh, our book. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. Okay, so let me pull this open real quick. I'm looking at, I'm actually referencing the operations manual right now because you're cool. using a UPP assault rifle. I believe it is comparable okay. to the pulse, to the, mm -hmm. uh, the Marine pulse rifle that you were using. I just want to double check. Yeah. Um, here it is. Oh, you don't get any bonus to attack. Okay. Uh, it, you're using a Norcom AK-4047. So. Okay. Yeah, no, I think Tigda does not. I think she just gets up as student and just is just going to hope. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just going to pray that this thing will work. She's going to flip off that safety and she's going to fire. So okay. it's... Uh, uh, Sorry, I've already lost my, my numbers. It's range. agility, range combat, and my mm -hmm. stress die. And your dice. stress dice. Yep. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, three. Three successes. Mm -hmm. One, five, and two sixes. Okay. Uh, and no stress die. That bad, is bad time. So you can use that to do extra damage. As you can see, uh, your stunts. How would you like to stunt that? What option would you like to take? Do you do you still have that cheat sheet that I sent yeah, you guys? You, the player's cheat sheet that yeah, should have all the my, stunts on them. Yeah, yeah, it's on my on my computer. Mm -hmm. uh, on my Super handy right here. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, I okay, so it looks like it's heading. It's it's going to. It's basically coming back at Martha. Correct. It it's lunging. To, its to intention is to kill Martha next turn. Yes, correct. Um. Okay. Oh, that's the wrong form. Sorry. Um, I just cleaned my desktop and I can't find anything. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm going to do... I don't know this creature, so I can't really gauge how wounded it is. So if, like, more damage is going to be good here. So I think... You, I, I can like, tell you, you've seen you've it. It currently is nursing a couple of bullet holes in yes. it, and it has some kind of wound on its back. Yeah, I. I want to knock it back. I want to send it away. From, I want to knock it prone or knock it back and away from Martha, so that okay. she, so that she so gets a chance to run. That's one success. That's that because you got three successes, right? Oh yeah. So you get you get one more stunt then. Oh my goodness! That you okay. can use. There's no way to double knock it back. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> I'll no. just I'll just do plus one damage. Plus one damage. Okay, yeah. so how many? So that was three successes total. The rifle does two damage. Um, you're doing an extra point, so that's three damage. Um, it's getting knocked back. I rolled its armor rating. You do not have armor piercing, sadly. So it rolled its full dice pool. I rolled a single six. Okay. So it would have taken three. It takes two, and you kill it. Oh, jeez. You you see this thing get as you open fire again there's spattering and this thing goes stumbling back and martha oh uh, you're right once... next to it aren't you i'm gonna, uh, if i'm alive i'm okay i'll take some damage it's fine uh let's see mm -mm -mm -mm. okay 
second. Okay. I wanted to blast it. Hopefully, got a, I pushed it away before it died. So maybe. It uh, so Martha, you're gonna take. Martha, you're not wearing any armor. If I'm, you are wearing armor. Are you? Are you wearing any armor? Oh, you know what? It doesn't matter though. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It doesn't matter. It's acid. Um. Yeah. No, it's not acid blood. Right. Yikes. Yeah. It's, it's. It's. Yeah. I'm running. I'm running in as soon as I, if I'm able to, with the rest of my turn, I'm just gonna. Martha, this thing, this thing, you just lets out this unearthly screech as it goes stumbling back, and you see this black acre spatter off of it. Your ears are ringing from the gunfire from both your pulse rifle and from Tig opening fire behind you. You should, and this thing goes stumbling back and just collapses to the ground. And for a second, you're stunned until you hear a hissing noise and you don't know where it's coming from, like something's decompressing somewhere like a can is letting out air and you glance down just in time to see this liquid on your chest burning right through your clothes you begin to feel it stinging your skin i'm can i can i get to her or are we yeah still... oh yeah no you're out of combat now you've killed it okay so no i'm running up as fast as i can and hopefully i i, cause I already had i had my kit handy i'm hoping i can just pull any some type of tools out and like see if i can like pull it away before it like pull the pull like the the shirt away from uh, from her, mm -hmm. um, and like just like you know when you can make space in between, sure, uh, and just like grab the part of the shirt that is, <laughs> make him... not not gross, and then try to at least <sighs> get her to like lean down and <sighs> like use a tool that. to like carve the, yeah. the the affected area out. That's sure. what I just as fast as I can. That's what I want to do. <laughs> that all sounds great. Let's let's. I don't find, know if I can. <laughs> let's we're gonna find out if Tig can actually put two into because right now keep in oh, mind this is you're. Fair. Keeping right, no, none of y'all understand what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. um, so what we're going to do is when you start experiencing pain, a point of damage in aliens is no joke. Mm -hmm. A typical character has two hit points. Mm -hmm. So uh, you, I think your health is pretty good, though, Martha, but you take that one point. Um, actually, you, you, with when you take damage, you're also gaining another point of stress mm -hmm. now that you're out of combat. Um so you're going to gain one more point of stress. And Tig, as you move over to her, you can see her. She's kind of in instinct mode. Martha, you're just, ah, 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 ah. You're just pulling that at the top of your uh, the military uniform as you're pulling it off. Um, as you move over there, uh, Tig, make me a medical aid check. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, oh, geez. Uh, we're still wearing cool. our masks, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One, and three. those have been blessedly not damaged. <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay, hold on. Sorry, I have a lot of dice to count. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five. Oh, man. If any of that trip got on the mask, that would be a problem. Uh, yeah, that would be a real problem. And I have my medical kit, which gives me a plus mm -hmm. one or plus two. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm the sorry, equipment I have says. It, I've I, got it. Hold on. It's up I, here. I believe it's, it's a plus two. Is it two? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh geez, one, two, three, three, and no panic dice. Okay. Two successes. Um, you're over there in a moment. You drop the rifle to the ground, uh, clatters to the floor as you pull out your med kit. Um, you, <laughs> um, real out of curiosity, because we didn't really track it, but when you went over and snatched up the rifle, I'm guessing you just, you'll come back for them, but you just dropped the three syringes of, I believe that you had pulled out. <laughs> So that you yeah, could sure. double hand it. Okay, yeah, so they will just say just that's fine. I'll it's come not back gonna make yeah, they're just laying in the other room then, just to keep track that's of fine. that because yeah, no. yeah. Um 
in which case you move over to Martha and as you get over there, it's an incredibly horrifying sight. You're literally looking at this creature's blood burning through the military fatigues that she's wearing like it was nothing. Um, you immediately pull the cloth up and you can see some of it's gotten on her skin and it's already causing a severe burn. Thankfully, there's not a lot of it, but it's enough that you realize if you don't put a solvent on it, you're not sure when it stops. Mm-hmm. So it takes you a few moments, but as you get out a solvent and immediately apply it, mm-hmm. um, Martha, it's it's you're able to sort of keep yourself in check as Tig manages to get a solvent on this thing and keep it from burning its way through the musculature and into your rib cage. You actually manage to stop it before that burn gets too bad, and just. I think Tig like is not very like bedside manner heavy like so she's mm-hmm. especially in this type of like crisis sure. mode she like runs in like like kind of figures out what's going on as she's running up man handles you forward like so that you're like kind of <laughs> bent forward so that there's so that it's not t- touching mm. you it's not dripping down your body anymore like your your torso is fully like parallel to the ground and then she starts working um okay. she doesn't want it to like drip any further but you are like full bodily manhandled she is not here for decorum <laughs> Martha does not care yeah. <laughs> okay um a few moments pass and because you made a successful check uh that is going to actually restore that one point Ooh. of health that you took do i keep um, the so stress though yeah the stress <laughs> doesn't stress doesn't go away until someone banters or does something to make it go away but yeah you you the two of you just <sighs> looking across the room this thing is just laying there motionless but you can hear the hissing sound from its blood what in the actual fuck was that thing? Bad news, I guess. Oh God. God. Okay, are you okay? We good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Whew. Um, also, just, just so y'all know, typically, as we wrap this up, typically, getting up off the ground is a fast action. I, I chose it to be a slow action because you used a stunt to take it down. So I kind of penalized it so it couldn't just erase that stunt. So, because uh, I, I bring it up because in the future, y'all might think that getting up is a slow action and it's not. You guys can okay. get up pretty fast. Um, but yeah. Um, all right. You are alone with this body as it just lays in the corner of the room. Okay. Do you think that, and she points at where you had put the the drive in your bag, has anything to do with that? And points at the body in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I pick up my rifle again, but I just hold it to my side. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that was a little experiment that got loose when the plane, when the ship crashed. Yeah. And maybe... These are the experiment subjects. Like your friend might yeah. have been turned into one of those things. Oh. I think Tig kind of feels nauseous at that, <laughs> that thought. Oh, okay. I don't think I want to take it back with us. Mm-mm. And also that acid blood, we shouldn't touch that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, not good. Is it like burning the floor of this thing still? Like where it? It's making a hissing sound, but it's not burning through. Just for player knowledge, this is not a xenomorph, so it doesn't look like it is. It doesn't look like it's burning through the deck plates. Mm. 
the way a xenomorph's blood would. We Instead, it's see. just it's just it's just pooled on the ground, and you can you can see the wisps of smoke just rising up and a hissing sound against the steel plates. But it doesn't look like it's burning through the plates. Didn't we see some like something burning through metal in the mine? Was that in the mine? Do you remember? We saw like bloods, like dragged blood on the metal. Yeah. Can I roll to see if I remember that or? Something? Are you trying to basically start putting something together here, like yeah. formulate something? Yeah, I mean, because I do think when we were either in the mine or maybe it was in the ship, uh-huh. we did see something that was burnt through. Was it like the shear, the side that was sheared off that you're remembering, like from the, like the mm. crash? Okay. No. Uh, you mean this ship well, that you're yeah, in now? I can't remember if it was. It was during our exploration, but I don't mm-hmm. remember if it was in the ship or the mine. But um, that's actually okay. Uh, Martha's going to kind of keep thinking about that, but in the meantime, uh, she says, uh, "I'm going to go check." the bodies out there for ID. Yeah. And she just walks out and okay. cool. goes Good to talk. check the bodies. Uh, <laughs> Tig's going to go back to where that like containment area was that was busted open. Okay. I just want to look through like anything in that area if there's anything that like now that we have like downtime like sure. more relaxed we're not like frantically <laughs> right theoretically not frantically i want to see if impending any... doom is no longer an yes, thing yes yeah. exactly yeah so I, I just want to go through and just see this area if there's cabinets if there's if there's files if there's labels anything i just want a full deep search through that area okay um both of you if you would please um and this will probably wrap this scene out but both mm-hmm. of you make observation checks And don't forget to roll your stress dice. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. One, one success. No stress. Two successes, no stress. Okay. So with one success on an observation, so what were you, you were trying, so what were you trying to, you were just trying to figure out if anybody had names. Is that correct? Martha, you were looking at the bodies out there to see if you could identify any of the bodies. Yeah, I'm searching the bodies, basically. Searching for ID and any other, just searching them. Okay. Um, it looks like the the interior of this ship probably caught fire at some point. Because when you move over to the uniforms to try to find bodies or the equivalents of dog tags or anything you can find that might identify who these personnel were, it's n- not possible it looks like a lot of the rank a lot of the names stuff has been burned away looks like a lot of the uniforms have been destroyed you are able to see some like indications of rank and being a a veteran of the front both the frontier war and uh the war with the upp of recently you would be able to identify that somebody in here was at least a colonel rank or the equivalent of colonel which is no joke that's a much higher ranking officer um but what stands out to you is that most people in here looked like they were probably not all military. Mm. Some of them looked like suits, and one of them might have been a scientist. 
Um, Tig, you move over to this containment pod to see if you can uncover anything about this unusual thing. Now, you scored two successes, is that correct? Two. Yes. Two. Okay, so with two successes, you're going to be able to stunt this a little bit. So you mm-hmm. can ask me a couple of questions that I will have to answer you. Okay. Um, so the what was what would be the first thing you would like to know? I think I just, I want to confirm, did this thing get out before or because of the crash? Um... Like, do these, do these, uh, like, does it look like it was, the, the metal was, is the same kind of damage as the rest of the ship, or does this look different? Like, was the, did it get out and cause the crash, or did the crash cause it to get out, basically? You move your hand over the metal, um, you see some of that fatigue in the metal, and you mm-hmm. think maybe that's, maybe that's the point in which this thing was able to break out, and as you glance down at it, you notice the fatigue looks like it might actually have been caused by that acid blood um oh okay but that's not giving you any answers it's actually kind of confusing because as you look down at it that that area of fatigue probably wasn't held like where the damage was done that wasn't keeping this thing inside and you look for evidence that this thing burst out or it clawed its way out and as you run your hands over the metal casing of this thing it looks like something cut the steel that was binding this thing inside the containment unit. Like something sheared right through the metal and pulled it. From the inside or the outside? From the outside. It looks like something cut this thing out. It looks like some kind of object was used to split the steel and peel it back. Um, And it weakened the containment unit enough that this thing was able to break out on its own. Okay. You have another question you can ask, and I will answer it. Can I crowdsource with Martha? Sure. Or with the, the whole day? I don't know if yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. in the no, scene sure. could be involved, but does anyone have sure. a thought on a second question? Mm. This is specifically about this containment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's about like the things that I'm looking at, so the containment area. Yep. Uh, oh... Does it look like, do you see anything that might be like vents leading into the containment unit? I'm wondering oh, like they... how did they keep it alive? Kind of like what's the, yeah, what's the, what, what was the stasis kind of yeah. set up here? Does it look like it was being f- fed oxygen, nutrients, et cetera? Right. And, and yeah. if there was a way to subdue it, like to knock it out when they wanted. Yeah. They yeah. To. So like what was the, what was this, this pod, like what was the pod system? Can I get a sense mm. for that? Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, it, it it looks like it was some kind of, it, it looks like this thing was being kept in some kind of stasis. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing to feed it or anything like that. It looks like it was deliberately being kept in stasis. You can mm-hmm. see a couple of entry points for gases, and uh, you can see the telltale signs of a liquid nitrogen mixture, which is a very crude way to preserve this thing and not used in any kind of any kind of the technology that's used to keep things in stasis today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like the hypersleep stuff that we do. It's totally like, no, feels like rudimentary. Yeah. It, which doesn't, doesn't match. Uh, like it's, it's hard to say why that was a choice or if it mm-hmm. was a choice, but yes, it looks like a very basic 
like freezing chamber. This thing probably, like any other life form that had been kept inside of here, should have died from the way that they were storing it. Gross. Okay. <laughs> and that's what you're able to learn. Okay. And it's just from before the things you had said there was like a caution, don't open. Yeah, there was all these warning signs. Warnings. Yeah, yeah, biohazard warning signs that you were, were scrawled all over this. Okay. Is anything branded like Wayland Utani or? No, you no? Okay. you just see, and that's not unusual. The UPP yeah. hates the corporations. Um, they are not okay. a fan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, just wanted to double check. Yeah. Okay. Well, the two yeah. you kind of meet up again and share yeah. what y'all have learned. Mm -hmm. um, take you're just holding this data drive that has all this information and a, an image of somebody you thought you lost. What do you all do now? Back to base or back to the mines? I'd like to go back to the base. Let's do it. We'll, we'll clamber back into the tractor and. I do want to make sure the thing is dead. Like, I do want to, like, do, like, a once-over before we go, just to, like, just, like, super sure. Okay. You move over to this thing. It's yeah. lying on the ground crumpled uh, as it's completely just sagged down in the state of death. You can see that its jaws have elongated out outside of its face. Um, it is, it is a, it is almost humanoid. It is monstrous looking. It looks like nothing you've ever seen before. And the acrid smell of that acid burning into the steel immediately causes some burning to your eyes as you even approach it, Tig. But as you look down at this thing, you you get a sense that this creature is just pure malice. And it probably being wounded is the only thing that confused it when it first lunged for the light. Because as you're looking at this thing, there are no obvious ways to detect or sense. And yet somehow it knew exactly where y'all were as soon as it became reoriented. Yeah. It also took a full round from a pulse rifle at near point-blank range and kept coming. And was wounded. At the and time. it was wounded. <laughs> this thing was already tenderized and it walked into gunfire and it didn't stop it. Gross. Okay, sorry. Tig doesn't say that. Do you feel satisfied that it's dead enough, Doc? I think so. Either way, it's going to have a tough time doing anything after this, so... Oh. Let's go back and make sure everybody else lived, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we right. need to head, head back to the tractor. You all head back to Big Bertha. As you, looking over your shoulder at this ship that's crashed in the middle of nowhere, the two of you pull yourself up inside Big Bertha, and as soon as you close these large double doors and you see a seal is activated, you can take off your masks and just breathe some of the air from the inside of the tractor starts up as the two of you begin to haul this thing away um, back at the colony so if we remember correctly you guys had just had a conversation with uh, that young kid about the pale man about the pale man yes. Um, you, you've also started to get something of a trail as to where their bishop model synthetic might be located and that it might be in this room somewhere. Um, that's where we're picking up where y'all left off. You've just reconvened with Isaac, who has returned from having conversations with the chief engineer. 
the one thing you two do know at this point is that whatever else is going on, Ethan and Matsuda are allies. It appears that the colony engineer and the minor coordinator are on y'all's side and they are not particularly pleased. Um, also, you've started to get a sense, especially from Oz, who you all met, uh, the miner's kid, you, you've all gotten a sense that it's not just the miners and it's not just the colony staff. Everyone is nervous, including the militia that is guarding the room right now. Um, but the two of you have now reconvened and have traded notes as to what has been said about the pale man, about the air scrubbers that just got replaced. I think I'm going to just look to Isaac and go, uh, so what do you think should be the next plan of attack? Should we, uh, try and gather more information about this pale man or would you like to see if we might be able to locate the bishop unit that's in here somewhere? If he's really in here, surely we'll find it, but I think you should talk to the chief engineer. He wants to trust someone and didn't trust me, but everyone trusts you. <laughs> Uh, everybody likes to put on theirs that they trust me. There's a different Isaac, but I, I, you know what? I think you might be on to something. I'll give a quick word to the chief engineer, and let's see if you can find that bishop. And if you need any help from me, just feel free to holler. All right. All right. And I, just give Isaac a pat, a pat on the shoulder. Okay. Uh, then I'm gonna go to the chief engineer that's, I'm assuming, smoking a cigarette. Finishing. <clears throat> finishing his cigarette. You know, with, with, with the air scrubbers being all out and everybody in this confined space, that ain't doing nobody any lick of good. That's not true at all. As he takes another drag. <laughs> he relieves one point of stress <laughs> um, and then a moment later he looks at you and says you want one desperately but I'm not going to take one alright I, I do have a few questions that I might like to ask you if you can spare a minute sure I've got a colony of uh, 300 plus people who are on the verge of dying and I'm keeping them alive I got a minute <laughs> um, my question is my questions involve how they got to that point there seems to be a whole lot of unspoken tension around here everybody seems to be on edge about something and I, I've been getting in pieces and we came here to help and if nobody tells us nothing I can't I can't be as effective as I'd like to be. Make an observation check. Ooh, boy. Okie dokie. I can do that. Uh, observation is wits and observation. So that's seven dice. Jeez, Doc. 
Listen, I'm only good at a few things. You t you stole all of Isaac's observation dice. Hey, I leveled up. Okay, two, two. four, two. So two successes? Uh, fives are successes, right? Not unless you spent a point, which you didn't, so it's just sixes. Okay. All right, then, that's only two successes. Only two. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, so you get to stunt that. You can ask me two questions to make an observation check. The first thing, but I'm gonna, what I'm going to give you, though, is, is the reason why I was calling for the check is because... Um, since you succeeded oh you'll actually be able to ask one question your success mm -hmm. is you see as you've asked this the moment you finish your sentence he takes a drag off the cigarette like he's trying a little too hard to play it cool but you do not miss the glance ethan gives to a few of the militia members as you ask him this like eyes shift over to see how far they far away they are or what they're doing but you see him glance off into the direction of a few of these guys that are lined up against the wall and they don't seem to be paying attention to the two of you he's uh, a lot of these militia members are just kind of looking around and and observing the like the 300 people that are crammed in here um they are not paying attention to you guys and Ethan glances back to you you get to ask me a question about that observation if you'd like to ask me one more question you may I think Doc is going to say, see, one of the side effects of smoking is that it makes it harder for you to have steady breathing to lie to me. Um, I, I saw the glance in the catching your breath partially because your lungs can't have hold in as much oxygen as normal. So I'm going to ask you, why is it that everybody that I talk to has a a glance at these militia folks as though they're gonna snap off and explode um so before he answers you you can ask me the storyteller one question okay i think the question he's asking is or uh, the question that i'm asking you is oh man i'm the worst at this <laughs> um what do okay. you know are what do what do you want why Doc. is everybody scared of the militia guys? They don't seem that scary. Like okay. that's a that's a great question. And here's what you'll get from the successful observation stunt. Um it would appear that the people you see them observing observing them including Ethan just now don't trust them. It seems like they're expecting them to do something or they don't want to be overheard talking about them. They are giving you the impression that Albright, you definitely feel like you're, they, they feel more like prison guards than they do militia is okay. what it feels like to you. And yeah, so that, and that they are, that people do not want to stir up trouble and get in their bad side is the impression you're getting. Now my second question. Oh, that was, that was, oh, that, that was, yeah, that was your that question. That was the question. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I think, but you, you asked, you asked Ethan. So mm -hmm. Ethan, you called him out on the fact that he glanced over and he just says, damn, I hate to play poker with you. I hate to play poker with you. 
Nah, nah, it's, uh, I, I'm not a gambling man. And the reason that I have to be so cautious is because if folks don't tell me what's going on, then it ruins the diagnosis. You have no idea how dangerous withholding information from your doctor is. It's the difference between catching sepsis before it can do really real damage or me looking around trying to see exactly why you got that fever. Now tell me what's going on here so I can fix it because that's what doctors do when patients give them information. It's a good speech. <laughs> yeah. He glances again and uh, he looks at the floor and you see him puts another cigarette in his mouth. God, two? He goes, do you want me to tell you what's going on or not? <sighs> yes, fine. And, and I would he... also like one as well if you could. All right. Just puts it in his pocket. <laughs> you just put it in your pocket. So he sees you tuck it away and he goes, fucking waste. And then you see him do something rather clever, Doc. He, as he puts the cigarette in his mouth, he puts the lighter up to the cigarette and he starts idly acting like he's trying to light it. He keeps his face down at the floor so no one can see him talking to you. And he just says, you heard about the uprising? Somebody tell you about that? Yeah. There's supposed to be a lot more you hear than there are. Yeah. Well, that's because everyone here knows that Ruiz is a corrupt piece of shit, just like all the other company people in this town. No, he tried to sell us out. He's got the whole colony on lockdown. He's got control of everything right now. And as soon as you all leave with all the new goods, he's going to put us right back to doing what he was doing before. No, sir, I don't think that he will. Well, you definitely complicated things because I did notice that a few of you are Marines. The Colonial Protection Act gives you guys some authority here. I mean, especially if you're acting on behalf of the Corps. But, um... I can tell you one thing. I don't think all these militia guys are on Ruiz's side. I think there's more people here that are starting to realize that um, our situation's rather dire, if you get my meaning. I, I believe that I do. I, I, there's just one last thing I'd like to bother you with, if I may. What's that? If, like, Reg is gonna, like, look dead in his eyes to try and get a reading on this. Okay. The Pale Man. Who the fuck told you about that? Not important. He's, he takes a cigarette in his mouth and goes, listen to me. You don't want to say that shit out loud. That's what Ruiz is obsessed with. No one's supposed to know about it. Don't say it out loud. Well, now we found the cancer. It's just a matter of cutting it out. He, he is obsessed with trying to get the sensors and communications back up online. I don't know what's out there, but I know that this pale man thing, it's connected and he wants to get in. I don't know details of what the hell it is, but I know that a couple of people went asking about it and we never saw them again. So 
you will see me again. You're not alone, Doc, just so you know. If you can give these people a reason to not like Ruiz, the militia will turn on them in a heartbeat. They're starting to figure it out. They're starting to figure this out. You can just see it in their eyes. He glances over, kind of nods in the direction of one on the far end of the room, and he's like, they thought that by helping Ruiz out that they were going to get differential treatment. But they've all started to figure out they're just as fucked as the rest of us. Son, I don't believe that it's differential treatment that will be whatever it is that turns these militiamen over. They are loyal to the dollar. And it just so happens I have access to quite a few of them. We will be fine. He just looks surprised by that and says, All right, then. You're done for cigarettes for the day, engineer. (laughs) Says, yes, sir. Takes a cigarette out of his mouth, puts it right back into the pack. I think at that point, he just walks off to go fire Isaac. Okay. Isaac, what have you been doing? You just searching around? Uh, Yes, I think I've been going to the air scrubber in this room as my pretext for looking mm. around slash doing a useful thing uh when everything else around you has failed you have now put stress on a single point so even though it's been operational it's worth looking over okay this is what i will tell anyone who asks it's also true that helps actually um i'm bad at lying okay um all right, in which case, I'm going to have you make an observation check then as you're cool. doing this. I'm great at observation. Did yeah, you know you're pretty that? spectacular. You've had some amazing roles this game. I believe yeah. in I don't you. even know why I bother having you. You're clearly going to succeed. You know, I don't know why you bother having me. Don't, don't they say a thing about, you know, don't make your players roll to it? Surely. Okay, I'm just going to roll the dice. I leveled up in everything. Gosh, diggity dang it. What'd you, what'd you roll? I'm very good at observation, Eric. Okay. So, glancing around the room, you spot what looks like there is a, uh, towards the back of the room where they're keeping a lot of, it almost looks like, it almost looks like they're starting like a pile of detritus in the back of the room, like broken tools and discarded uh, packing and that kind of thing. None of it's being thrown away. It's all being kept in case it could be used. Mm. You see it's piled up in the very back of the room. And on the other side of that pile, you can see what looks like um, uh, very similar to the sort of the, the tool shed, as it were, back on Beacon. It's kind of caged off, but it looks like an area in the back where probably some of the more dangerous tools are kept to be used in the warehouse and that kind of thing for safety. And it immediately piques your interest, Isaac, as you start thinking like, hmm, if I was going to store an Android I didn't want anybody to know about, that might be the place where I'd put it. I, too, am a dangerous tool. So I would like to go over there. Okay. Reflecting the failure of your observation check, the moment you step mm-hmm. down uh, from replacing the scrubber and making your way over there, you are blocked immediately by someone stepping right into your field of view. Um, gentlemen, 
who is wearing what looks like a flight suit very similar to yours, except for it's black and looks like it has been very worn. He's got a few uh, attachments to the side of it, including a tool belt, but that's not as noticeable as the shotgun that he's got in his hand. Um, he has it pressed up against his chest, and he goes, Not over there. Nothing over there for you. I need to survey. You surveyed just fine from the top of your ladder. I can't see from over there. That's why I need to go and look. I gave you your answer. Turn around and go back. I don't answer to you. You're not I going need to over, go there. over there. No. Get your ass back where you came from. Please move now. I need to do my job. How much you think they'd bill me if I plugged you right here? That's the kind of hypothetical that would never be answered. Is that right? You see him pull the hammers back on the shotgun. Clicks it into place. I ain't saying it again. Good. Roll initiative. Oh, cool. All right. Oh, I, don't... No. I was hoping there was a menace check somewhere in there. Nope. No, there was not. Win initiative and throw down a menace check. All right. Sounds good. Fair. Uh, all right. I swear, Isaac cash <laughs> writes checks. Sam can't cash. My heart's beating. <laughs> Seven. This is going to be fun. I rolled a nine. No, no, no. Don't be anywhere near. I'm sorry. I, I rolled a nine. Oh, You're well. going first. <laughs> He's, he is going to attempt to kill a synthetic right now. He's, he, you can see the murderous intent in the human's eyes. He does not think of you as anything except for something that can shoot. You see the hammers have gone back on the gun. He's going to raise the gun and shoot you on his action, Isaac. Around us. Are there any other people within the range of this shotgun? Are there are there there are civilians all over? Uh, are there other are there other people I need to worry about? It's at it's conceivable that at your range you would definitely absorb most of the blast, but there are three hundred people crammed in here. The variables are outstanding. There is a very real possibility someone is going to get hurt here if he fires that gun. All right. I would not like that to happen. Um, and as much as I would like to resolve this quickly, it's more important uh, that no harm come to innocent people. If his holding a gun does that, then mm -hmm. he should not hold it. Make a close combat check. Okay. Need to grab a few more dice for that than for menace. <laughs> oh boy. I cannot describe how badass it is that Isaac's really only worried about the collateral damage. Isaac, somebody's supposed to Isaac's following Isaac's programming, but then this fool also decided to get in the face of a synthetic that. Good. Um, that's just two. 
But you only needed more than one to disarm him. If you wanted to swipe that shotgun right out of his hand, it, take yeah, it. That gets the stunt. Perfect. Um, all right. So he is going to. Yeah, he. No. Um, have you seen the beginning of uh, for those of you who are watching and for the rest of us who may have seen this film? There is a moment in and it's somewhat appropriate being adjacent to what Isaac is. But there's a moment at the very beginning of Terminator 2 where with blinding speed, Schwarzenegger simply snatches a shotgun out of a man's hand. Um, it's the same one handed swipe where you just with a stoic look on your face, Isaac just the shotgun that he was hand that he was about to raise into your face and discharge you swipe it from his hand ripping it from his grasp um it it takes him a moment to realize what's happened as you're holding it in your hand uh just staring at him and he just stares back at you in shock some hypotheticals will never be tested and he screams, the android's got a gun! And that's where we're going to pause for our 10-minute break. Oh, my God, I hate this dude. This guy sucks! I'll come back and kick his butt. Take the L, champ! I, <laughs> I know, we need to be here to kick people's butts when Isaac can't. Don't be mean to Isaac. Yeah. We'll come kick your um, butt. <laughs> all right, let's take 10. And uh, when we come back, we'll see how this resolves. Uh, we'll see you guys in 10 minutes. Ah! Welcome back to Beacon as we continue our episode six, The Pale Man. And we're going to jump right back into our situation right now that's brewing in the middle of this sanctuary for people that are trying to survive on this dying colony. Isaac, you're holding a shotgun. You've snatched it out of the hand of a man who is planning on using it on you. And he is now screaming out and calling attention to you holding this shotgun now working in your favor is the fact that yes you do have a gun but you're holding it practically by the barrel <laughs> and you're holding it up in front of you this immediately draws your attention albright you s glance up when you hear s the android's got a gun you may kind of look over to the left and you see isaac about maybe 45 feet away from you as the crowd parts a couple of people make some gasp sounds like they're just panicking off of knee-jerk reaction of someone shouting somebody has a gun but you notice that not a lot of people immediately react and just you see isaac standing there just holding this shotgun with a somewhat of a confused look on their face uh, i think albright will like make a beeline and just kind of yell to calm every day everybody down correction my friend isaac is holding a gun they, they're not wielding it um, a couple of the militia members do levy their w weapons. They they move over there immediately and start mm -hmm. lowering their weapons and aiming them in y'all's direction. Um, and if you would like to make a roll right now, because you do have calming presence, you do have a few things working for you here, but it is a manipulation check or that you I can try to... I actually like to pull rank. Okay. Uh -oh. Do your thing. And that is going to be command, so that's uh, five from empathy and three for command, because that's where I put my uh, level ups. One, two, okay. Three, four, seven, and eight. All right. Okay. So that is uh, four successes. 
four successes. All right, what do you say? Uh, I'm, I'm going to immediately step in front of Isaac and I go, if y'all do not point those elsewhere, I'm more than happy to take my friend Isaac here and all of our goods and leave. Or you can acquiesce to my request and learn to treat your guest a little better. Doc, you can see that puts them in a tight situation because it's not worth the trouble to try to force you to stay and they can't afford to have you leave. You can see them kind of staring at you. One of the glances at the other one. And finally, the lead says, give him his gun back. Nods to you, Isaac. Uh, Isaac, might I take the gun from you, please? Isaac has both of their hands on the barrel. Like they want to do a bend. And meets your eyes, um, but <laughs> will hand it over on request. Um, Isaac, you see as you glance at Albright and you're about to you're you're you consider it and then you start to hand it over to Albright, you see backing you guys up, moving in from behind Albright, you see uh Julie moving through the crowd. She's pulls that leather jacket back and you see her kind of do the whole quick like that Western kind of thing where she just exposes the firearm on her thigh and just unbuttons it and just keeps her hand rested on her belt. Um, the two guys that are for, that are facing down with you and the third who's staring at you, Isaac, they do not seem to notice her. One of the other militia members spots her and immediately puts his hand on one of the guy's shoulder and says, Hey, Hey, it's, it's fine. We're good here. It was just a misunderstanding. I, I'll take the shotgun and I'll go. Now, which one of you, which one of you fine militia men was the one that this belonged to? It's mine. The guy in front of Isaac says. Now I know Isaac. Isaac wouldn't have taken this without cause. So if I'm gonna get his back to you, it's with the understanding that you're gonna use it in a way that won't push somebody as reasonable as Isaac to take this from you, understand? He should you really have firearm safety training. The wounded pride backed up by Isaac's <laughs> statement after you, you can see the guy clenching his jaw for a second. And then he relents and lowers his eyes and just takes the, the gun and just. All right. Now, we gonna get back to the business of making this place what it should be. Make it as y'all are all breathing fresh air. We're working senses, everybody nice, fed, and healthy. And this is going to be the last time that we point guns at each other. Because we're better than that. We are all on the same side. Y'all have been through a lot, and I understand that it's reasonable to forget that. But this is going to be the last time that we forget it. You see the militia members relent to that. You see a few of them, kind of their shoulders kind of drop a little bit. You see a little bit of the body language 
indicating that maybe they're putting their egos down as much as they are their weapons. But you kind of dad voice them into backing the hell down, <laughs> Albright. You just see they kind of relent. The truth of the matter is, is what you're saying is reasonable and you're not wrong about the situation. And you also, maybe this isn't clear to anybody else on the outside looking in and maybe not even to Isaac, but the way they back down and how quickly they back down from your words seems to suggest that there was some truth to what Ethan was telling you earlier. Like they are each kind of exhausted. And one by one, they start to filter away. Julie watches them go. And she approaches the two of she approaches the two of you as you're asking Isaac if they're all right. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. It's not like he could harm me or anything, but he didn't want me to go back there, and it seemed like that was a very good reason for me to go back there. And then he wanted to shoot me, and okay, I didn't feel like getting shot today. <laughs> Why do you want to go back there? Julie asks you. I wanted to inventory some of the tools. It seemed like there was some useful stuff. And he didn't want you going back there? No, he really, really, really didn't. He he pointed a gun at me. That's why he pointed the gun at you? She looks back at the guys as they're moving away, and she looks back at you, Isaac, and just goes, let's go back there. I think that's a swell idea. Oh, you can see, like, now that it's all over, the doc is shaking from having yeah. guns pointed at him. Julie leans over to you at that point, Albright, and she just says, and hey, listen, if gunfire does start up, please lay low. We, you're the only doc we've got. Yes, yes, this is only the second time I've had a gun pointed at me. I would not like to repeat the experience. I will, I'm willingly giving myself a point of stress for that actually okay i I will reward you a point of stress for that no problem Um, all right question um Mm -hmm. doc rolled four successes on that right Uh uh-huh does that merit any stunts um if you want to select them yes um i i I kind of picked what i was going to do narratively with that but you Mm -hmm. definitely as a player you definitely get to choose if you want to do anything really with that really the only stunts that command gives you is giving people a bonus to uh their attacks so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm Um, glad with with but that was a manipulate right well, oh, no, he, that rolled, was command. He, he rolled command. Oh. I called for manipulate, but he went for command because he wanted to pull rank. But here's the thing. Because you rolled four. Here's the thing is, and, and again, I can't stress this enough, but Sam and I played a Forbidden Lands for over a year. And I can tell you right now, when you roll that many sixes, it's an event. It's a big deal. It's like rolling a nat 20 twice in a row, practically. And <laughs> uh, so the way I'm going to stage this is even though you, you did you did succeed on sort of diffusing the situation utterly, I'm going to let that moment that event carry and inform the rest of the narrative when you interact with these guys because like i said four successes a big deal not easy to roll four successes on six-sided dice when a six is a success yeah um all right when uh she moves away (laughs) when when the two of you begin to walk towards the back um julie under her breath to you isaac just says your doctor's cute Especially when he starts using the big voice. I like it when he uses the big voice. He's gonna get shot. <laughs> she says with a smile on her face, like she's being ironic. Not while but I he... have all my limbs. Not while I even have most of them. 
as the two of you are approaching the back, she keeps her eyes on the militia members to see what they're doing. She can see that a few of them are taking notice of what y'all are doing, and it looks like they have a problem with it, but what are they going to do? The colonial marshal has decided to take an interest in where you're going as well, and Isaac, you're getting, you're definitely getting a sense of the power dynamics of the room right now at this point. Watching the humans, watching how Albright had interacted with everybody watching what caused them to back down you're getting an impression that maybe these people are a little exhausted and it might be diffusing some of the the sort of violent tendency that they might have had you you do know about the uprising but essentially the, the impression that you are getting here is that there might be a way out of this that doesn't involve bloodshed is the is the is Albright has definitely given you that impression. And the fact that they are not moving to stop you or Marshall Lee is also giving you that impression. I'm glad there might be a way that we don't have to fight just to help them. Humans, right? I wasn't going to mention anything, but now that you said it. (laughs) All right, she moves back to the gate, and you can see it is closed. There's a couple of crates in the very back. Um, She looks at the lock and then looks at you and says, I give you full permission if you can break that thing. Just be careful. <laughs> with the lock? No, with yourself. I don't care very much about that lock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Isaac? Stamina? What'd you say this is? You know, I'm actually debating on making it either stamina or... No, I would say I'll give you the choice between. Let me refer to Demi Plane real quick. I'm really curious to see what their suggestion was because there's a part of me. Let's see. Stamina says when you. Okay, physical endurance or vigor is tested. Roll stamina. For example, the skills used to survive cold, warm, vacuum of space, deadly contagion, that kind of thing. I don't know if that counts, though. Let me let me look at one more thing here. It was the closest thing to an athletics check, but machinery for finding the weak point of a lock and yoinking on it. Look, ultimately, they're the same macro for me because I'm not using any gear for it. It doesn't really. Then all that matters is what. Yeah, it all comes out in the wash. Heavy machinery, uh, powerful machines help you attempt to repair jewelry. Yeah, stamina would have probably been one. Yeah, okay. You, you can hear the groaning of the metal underneath as your limbs begin to it's it's a hell of a lock as you're pushing against it isaac and she's just watching you patiently and it takes a few moments for it to finally start making a groaning sound and ping and just snaps right off the door just opens up the grating that you were gripping is now permanently bent into the shape of your fingers gripping the sides of it as you just use that incredible synthetic strength and just shove the door open and do you want this he goes yeah i'll take that takes it puts it in her jacket the two of you step into uh well lee actually right lee lee is not going to fully step into the room she decides to stay in the doorway with her back against the doorway okay and just okay. if someone's her... watching my captain then it's not okay. just your captain but lee immediately you get the impression as she leans up against the doorway she doesn't particularly want it's, even if the lock is broken she doesn't want to be in a cage with a bunch of people at her back that she doesn't trust. So she just kind of leans and just watches them. And she says, take what you need. 
Yeah, she couldn't bend her way out, huh? No. She doesn't have an eight strength, Sam. <laughs> Everyone does. We all have different things. I'm very The human observant. maximum is five. <laughs> well, that's why they have all sorts of, of lovely machines. That's true. Like me. Um, if we could, just for a second, while all of this has happened since the beginning of the episode, we're going to cut quickly back to the Ilios with loud music playing on the flight deck <laughs> as your pilot is just, like, nodding back and forth. want to be sedated. Where to go. Wanna be cut back to Isaac. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for this. Yeah. So you see in front of you these large crates. It looks like they have tarps that have been thrown over them. Uh, you also see scattering of tools. These look like power tools. There's a couple of laser cutters in here, things that could be used to like cut through metal if they need to be. Uh, you see like uh, a lot of the typical stuff that you would need on a colony like this for doing any kind of mining or heavy machinery work. Lots of maintenance tools, stuff that would have broken? become. Um, some of them look like they just need to be maintenance. Some of them look like they need to be cleaned and some of them look like broken drill bits and stuff like that. But for the most part, no, the, the large, a large portion of the tools back in this shed just look like they haven't been used recently. Um, any blood or fluids dried on any of them? Any residue of that? You don't see any. Okay. No. So you glance around, you just pick them up, look at them, set them back down, check the drill bits and stuff like that. Uh, if anything, Isaac, what you're seeing here is you're picking these up and, and analyzing them one by one is you get the impression that just like the rest of this goddamn colony, this place has just fallen into disarray. And you're wondering if if it wasn't because they've lost so many of people that were using these tools because they're not being properly kept up. No one even wanted these tools to clean them, let alone use them. There's really nothing in here that you'd bother putting that lock on? Well, if you remember, I described the room was also filled with crates with a tarp over it. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I wasn't sure whether or not I was starting to go into the crate as you described no, the, this the, is literally, the laser cutters. Yeah, okay, sorry. Cool. No, this is literally, Great. if you can imagine like a long workbench that stretches down the length of the room, these Got tools you, are- thank you. I thought like, I was already in them. Awesome. Oh yeah, no, this is like a, this is like a, if you can imagine like a mechanic's garage where all the tools are up on the wall or they're hanging Perfect. down yeah. and stuff like that. Got they're it. just not being kept very well. Yeah. Good. No, totally. Absolutely. No. Yes. Cool. All right. Uh, any crowbar among them? Yes, there would. Well, it's not really a crowbar. It's it functions as a crowbar, but it's more of like a futuristic crowbar that actually kind of plies and splits things. But yes, a raven bar. Yes, exactly. Amazing. Uh, I a ravenity would... bar. Aww. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> ah! All right. <laughs> then I would like to take the ravenity bar and open um, one of the crates. Okay. Start invent keep inventorying. There's really not a whole lot of a reason to have you roll for strength on this. Uh, you use the you as soon as you get that bar underneath there and split, you see the crate immediately opens, slides open, um, and it's easy enough to, as you push it aside. Uh, the top as it slides off and clatters to the ground on the other side. Glancing inside, you can see what looks like um, it looks like a couple of. Uh, power tools that have been left in here. Some of these are two machines that are used to repair and maintenance heavy lifters, like cargo lifters, like the ones y'all were using to unload on the Ilios. 
Um, so it looks like a lot of maintenance supplies, but you also see a bishop android. He's fully, he's wearing what looks like a, a workman's suit, has electrical gloves on, and is laying peacefully, eyes closed, inside this crate underneath a couple of the tools. Uh, and you do see android blood. It looks like it has uh, pooled on the left side of the crate where it looks like there's this large open gash in the upper part of the chassis. So it's kind of exposing some of the, the, the chest uh, mesh underneath. What happened to you? Uh, does, does it look jagged the way that it cuts? into the silicone any kind of the nature of of the cut i'm not roll heavy machinery yeah or no this would be a comtech roll actually oh heck well that's different and yeah this would be a comtech check Actually, I'm about to, but before I assess it and flop, I have another idea. Okay. Doctor? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, well, I... then she's going to have to go get him because yeah. Albert's on the other side. Remember, this is like a, a warehouse. I kind of figured if he weren't nearby, it would relay. So She just yeah. nods to you says, be right back. But it just takes a few moments, but approaching again and her constantly watching y'all's back, uh, she returns with Albright. Uh, Howdy, Isaac. Is there something you needed help with? Are you good at telling what kind of tool or weapon injured someone? Oh, yes, that's, uh, that is part of what I do. Uh, uh, oh, what happened to this fella here? Then you hear Lee say, shit, whatever you're gonna do, do it fast, something's happening. Wonderful. All right, let's 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 get to it. And I'm going to essentially try to suss out the wound the same way that I would a human. Well, looking at it, it looks like a it's immediately as you're glancing at the wound. The first thing you notice, Albright, is android synthetic flesh does not behave the way humans does it's a little more resilient and it's harder to tear and the first thing you notice is when you look down at this is that uh it would have had to have taken an incredible amount of force to do the damage that happened on this synthetic but you're not able to actually assess unless you would like to make a comtech check to get a sense as to what happened but medicine is not going to help you here i will i will do a comtech check okay with with my four dice for it. <laughs> hey, you never know. Uh, That's one more than I have. That is one success. Okay. Hey. Um. Yeah, so androids don't have rib cages. They have that sort of thick fiber mesh that's underneath that protects all of the internal operating organs. Um, and as you run your hand along the bishop's side, you see that it looks like it it looks like there is a puncture wound, a large puncture wound. Um, and it looks like it may have actually hold up as you pull some of the cloth aside. No, that looks like a, that looks like a ragged slash, like something 
slashed it hard across its midsection. Something What's, serrated, would you say? Yeah, something slashed it pretty viciously across the lower part of the midsection. What's unusual about this, though, Albright, is you don't know much about synthetics. That's Martha. And yeah. that's, that's what Martha does. And as you're looking at this bishop, you can't imagine that, especially after getting to know Isaac and the things that Isaac can do, you can't imagine that this would be enough to shut down a bishop unit. They're not known for being heavy, like incredible strength, awesome combat skill or anything like that. Bishop units are known for being like highly intelligent, incredibly crafty, um, really skilled. But still, this isn't synthetic. It should be able to withstand an enormous amount of punishment. And, and this, is, this would kill a human for sure. But with one success, you see a wound that should not have been capable of destroying a synthetic. Well... What I can tell you, Isaac, is that uh, if whatever happened to this fella happened to me, I'd be in two pieces. But this thing, this this bishop here, uh, he, he should be functional from the looks of it. This Lee just goes, hurry. You see, she is shifty looking back and forth between you and the outside. Whatever did this didn't do enough damage to destroy some destroy something like this or, or, or something like you I would recommend that you stay away from whatever did it but this bishop should still be working as far as I can tell from here where are the nearest exits is there an exit to the exterior is there a way that I could get this bishop out without going past those militia again yes uh Isaac, there is uh, there is a large door at the. Uh, you have to. You would have to leave this cage. It's on the other side of the cage, but on the other side of the door is, keeping in mind that this was a storage facility for cargo and shipment, an airlock that will go straight outside. Um, it is large enough that Big Bertha could drive in and park through it if she needed to so you could actually so it's like a huge garage door that can open and close and it seals and forms a seal on the other side so uh just to give you an idea that is definitely a way out you're gonna have to be very clever about it because as a garage door it is going to open and close very slowly so you're gonna have to figure something out if you're planning on getting out that way but as as a as an expert in heavy machinery that you would know just by spotting it all right um, I want to take him and get out of here. Martha would know far, far more. Maybe, maybe she can help him. But I've got to get him out. Whatever you're doing, do it right now. Cover for me. I can meet you back at the ship. Yes, Captain? Alright. You just take care of yourself. That's an order. I'll watch him. Thank you. I want a fireman's carrying Anne. You, with with no effort at all, sort of the stiff, almost like a, almost like a like a, like a dummy. You just kind of throw him over your shoulder, and start walking out with him. There's an immediate reaction from the militia members as they see you exit the cage with him, and a few of them start trying to push their way to the crowd to get to you. Not not all of them though. Just a few of them are kind of trying to make their way to you right away. And Lee just looks back at you and says, go, go, go. And she moves forward and goes, is there a problem here? And you hear them start saying something to her 
uh, just as you make it over to the door. Now, if you're going to stop them from following you, it is going to be a heavy machinery check to try to operate that door to get it open and closed yep. as quickly as possible. And yeah, she's gonna... I want to do the classic garage door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have her roll her manipulation to see if she can't buy you some time. Thank you. Lee. Otherwise, the, can otherwise... I try to help her with that? Um, oh, yeah. Yes. Tell you what, I'll give I'll give her a I'll give her a plus one uh, die to the roll. Let's see. It's what is her manipulation? It's not great. She doesn't do a lot of speaking with. She doesn't play. You know what? You know what though? Mine is also trash. I don't lie. <laughs> I mean, she's been she's well, manipulating. She's been, social... well, yeah, she's been faking her way through this plan no. as though she was known the wider the whole way time. downtown. No, she's, you know what? I, I mean, Lee, honestly, she's, she's going to make her play. <laughs> she's, you, you, you know, she's going to, okay. She's going to buy you time in another way. Um, as, as she's, she goes, all right, all right, all right. As everyone starts running over and, and one of the men says, stop that thing from leaving with, it. and she goes, all right, all right. She pulls her gun, just unclap, pulls it. And she goes back down, back the fuck off. And she holds it up in front of her, and that causes a few of the other militia members to, they don't point their guns at her, but they raise them, and one of the other guys just raises his hand, and she goes, all right, all right, everyone calm the fuck down. Can, can Doc try something here? You can try something. I think he's going to try and put his hands on her gun and go... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a doctor. I don't allow the loss of life. But if we're trying to create a ruckus, and he's just going to throw rations into the crowd. <laughs> While this is happening, let's get let's get let's get uh, let's get uh, Isaac's roll for the heavy yes. machinery. I made my heavy machinery check, okay. um, and I got three successes, which allows me for two stunts. Uh, one I can use to do it in half the time. The other I can use to act quietly. Okay. You immediately feed some auxiliary power into the into the unit, just wiring it real quick with a bishop over your shoulder, and the door just goes, and then it stops about halfway. Um, you throw those the, the rations into a crowd, and as they go flying off into the crowd, a few people immediately reacting to this, and this draws a lot of attention to what's going on over on your side of the warehouse gasps are heard there's different there's a multitude of reactions from your actions doctor you see as you throw those rations there are some people that scramble for them there's some people that gasp when they see that guns are being drawn yet again here in the back of the, the warehouse uh one of the guys is distracted and turns away um you have your hand on her gun she doesn't squeeze the trigger or anything but she does keep the gun levied at everybody it is enough to cause a big enough distraction that Isaac, you're going to be able to slip underneath that door in half the time quietly. And you get onto the other side of the door and begin to close it. Even if they wanted to stop you now, they couldn't as the door goes and closes. What are you doing? We're going to help you. We're going to get you some help. I'm going to make my way through the exterior. Uh, try to avoid as many windows as possible uh, and make my way back uh, to the ship. Okay. The exterior doors 
tubes, they start to open to the outside, immediately flooding the, in, the chamber that you're in with toxic fumes that would be deadly to humans. Uh, you can feel the warm air rush into the chamber immediately, and immediately you see, as the doors start uh, rising up overhead, in the back of the facility, which you guys have never been in before, the back of the facility faces a mountain range in the distance, and you can see what looks like the first thing you notice is the nearly like pitch black sky of a storm moving towards the colony. You see just utter darkness in the sky as it's rolling and lightning strikes again and again, just very similar to the ones that were described that you, that apparently the colony suffered when you all, right before you all first arrived here. Um, and as soon as you step out with Bishop thrown over your shoulder, wind starts to buffet your hair as you can see it's picking up outside. The door begins to close as these great plumes of dust just roar past you. Um, you start making your way around the side of the colony. Uh, the wind is howling. And as you're moving back towards the uh, ship, the Ilios, about the point when you reach towards the front, you stop as you see something moving in the distance. Uh, it looks like a shadowy vehicle starts to emerge. You, It's Big Bertha. She's about 300 feet away from the facility and closing. The visibility range has dropped dramatically. You should have been able to spot them over a mile away. They come driving up at about the point um, where you reach the front, you see Big Bertha coming to a stop. Um, and the Ilios still right where you left her with the, uh, the ramp down. Tig is showing up to the ship with yet someone yet again bringing another body to the Ilios and jumps down and goes, oh shit, what happened this time? <laughs> Martha will have to help us find out. Sounds good. Let's go. We'll, we'll immediately start moving in towards the Ilios. Okay. Martha just looks and says, is that the bishop droid? His the signal was still transmitting, so there there's some power in there, and I'll take him and and hold, you hold him like baby. Him. Just yes. please, yes, let's get them. You can yeah, cradle him. Yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. All right. Tig is moving. Tig is like, let's go. Let's All go. Right. Let's get. We got, a, we got an open med bay. Let's do it. <laughs> the three of you move into the ship. The airlock doors to the Helios open slowly as you all step inside. And then a few moments later, close behind you, pressurization. And after a few moments, everyone's able to take off their masks. Y'all move to the lift and start heading up to the deck with the med bay. I didn't think I'd beat the dock here. Should we be be worried? The militia pointed guns a lot. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, If I remember correctly, the med bay level is the one with the tech stuff. No, it is not. The upper... Yeah, cl- we- oh, no, you you want the... Okay, sorry. Yeah, you, so not, you're, not med bay. You're not going to med bay. You're probably going to deck B. Let me just check deck B. Instrumentation bay is not the correct one. You actually might have been on the correct level. Let's find out. C deck <laughs> is... And we still have a patient in our med bay. Yeah, wait, this is true. I mean, we've, there's a, there are multiple oh, beds. Yeah, the maintenance bay. That's in it, The maintenance bay is where you're probably going to keep all of the, the tools. Yeah, and, the, and that's true. You're going to want the med bay anyway. So branching off, going to the maintenance... Uh, that's on deck C. So you're heading up to a deck where uh, the medical s- bit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. No, that was it. I was gonna say, uh, Tig very rapidly sh- shifting gears from. Oh, this is not a this is not a Tig help. This is a Martha help. 
oh shoot, the doctor might need TIG help. We're gonna do that. So she, I think, is gonna split from them at like kind of see them off uh, okay. uh, from the airlock into the Elios, and, and TIG's gonna head back in. Um, I think we'll probably ask where everyone was, and we'll attempt to <laughs> okay uh, get info from Isaac and, and head back to make sure that Doc has backup. Okay, sounds good. I'm gonna pull up Martha's character we'll sheet. Here. Make sure you know that uh, Julie was helping us out. Good. Okay, there's a quick, yeah, there's a quick like here's the situation, and mm-hmm. and Martha says to you, uh, uh, who, yeah, um, right before you leave, Tig, Martha says, don't say anything out loud about what we saw until we all. Lips are absolutely sealed. Um, I think I think Tig goes like up like the lift with them, and then uh-huh. we'll like ride the lift back. <laughs> like we have okay. the conversation. Yeah. It was like has the realization I should I should be elsewhere. So we'll get yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no no no, not a word for me. Okay. All right. Good luck. I tell the engineer to look at the power. Storm's coming in. Yeah. Oh no! Absolutely. I don't know whether or not she heard that. <laughs> I mean, we right. can. I mean, I just however say- long the lift ride was is how much info taken get. <laughs> I know, but probably right. enough. So you know. contact. I'll add it. You know, that's my list. Let let the genre do the work. All right. <laughs> so. Maybe. So now we are gonna. I'm glad it's 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 a good sign. The first time we roll to repair a synthetic is not on Isaac. <laughs> I'm, it's it's definitely a good sign. I don't feel as good about you should have seen the other guy as no. I might otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I want yeah. this other guy to be okay. But androids don't feel stressed, so I'm all right. So you're fine. All right, so let's see here. It's a ComTech check for repairs. Androids don't heal. Instead, it takes a shift takes an entire shift of work so it's gonna be about four hours of working on bishop uh, second surgery <laughs> com tech check role is required to repair all lost health points and all critical injuries as long as an android hasn't suffered a system shutdown which he has not they can repair them okay cool so he is i'm gonna go ahead and make this roll for to see how this is going and um when you all get to the med bay and, and bishop's laid out and you see martha lay out her tools she looks at you isaac and she just says I can take this if you need to go do something else and let you know when I'm finished. It's going to be a while. You're sure you don't need my help with any of the heavy machinery? I'd be happy to assist. (laughs) No, there's no heavy machinery involved. Okay. It's up to you. Do you need anything? I could get you something. They hover in the doorway, just a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, she says, no, not at the moment. I'll let you know. Maybe you should Thank take, you. Our, maybe you should take our pilot with you just to make sure that there's as many of us in the colony as possible. Good luck. Mm-hmm. She nods as she starts hyper-focusing on what she's doing. You're supposed to say good luck. All right, I will go find Aldonal. Okay. You get up to the flight deck, which is just down the corridor. You turn around just in time to see Aldonal rising from one of the chairs at the front uh, of the the flight deck, and he just goes, yeah, I thought I heard somebody coming back up. What's going on? Everything good? Are we ready to go? Are we leaving yet? The things get sorted out? Martha's doing surgery on Bishop, and... Tig still needs to tell me about the thing they saw they shouldn't talk about, 
but she's busy getting the doctor from the people who pointed guns mostly at me, but also a little bit the doctor. Uh, okay. T um, Martha thought you should come with me while we go to make sure that Tig, who went to get the doctor, is okay. Yeah. He, you see him reach down and he grabs that magnum that he had and puts it back in his holster and buttons it closed. It says, yeah, okay, fuck. Oh, and there's a storm coming in. Yeah, I saw that. Ilios will be fine, but what's the condition of the colony? Are they going to be okay? Ah. Uh, there's a whole lot that's real worn down. I haven't been on a storm on this planet before. Well, Isaac, he puts his hand on your shoulder and smiles at you and says, we're about to be a storm on this planet. First time for everything. Yep. If we survive this, you can, uh, you can, you can do liftoff. Break Atmo. Take the Ilios up. You've been wanting to fly. You got to get me out of it alive, though. I survive uh, a whole lot of things. Make sure I survive a whole lot of things. Of course. Okay. Let's go. You've already reached the bottom as the lift opens up and the two of you, he just starts buttoning on his mask to the back of his head, slides it on as the airlock doors open up. Meanwhile, oh, do you have any of your cigarettes? He stops and says, um, yeah, why? It's always a good idea to bribe your engineers. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. All right. Meanwhile, okay. back inside the colony. Doc, it is a tense situation. And they've been going back and forth. And Lee is being told to put her gun down. And she is responded by, you're not the fucking law. I'm the law. You put your goddamn guns down. She is getting, like, super fired up. And the militia is getting, just spitting right back at her. A few of the guys look really, really uncertain. But no one's pulled guns. And a few moments later... On the other side of the room, as you're watching this unfold, um, on the other side of the room, you see running into the doorway, almost out of breath, is Tig. <laughs> what a, so I get a beat on just like very tent, like kind of a stand up and like just like a, a peanut gallery of the rest of the people in here. A lot. Well, so it's this has been going on for about 20 or 30 seconds now. So uh, a lot of like it's escalated to that point. So right now, everybody in the room is paying attention to this. And oh, that's rations great. are being passed. Yeah. And so nobody is really paying attention to you. Uh, cool. You see a couple of militia members who are on your side of the room. None of them look like they're interested in getting into this. They're just sitting there kind of looking at each other uncertain. Um, I'm going to pass them. I want to get in front of them. I don't care about them. Um, I w there's one task now that I have that I can complete. And uh, Tig's just going to, at the top of her lungs, yell, Where is Engineer Ethan? Just to the room at large, as loudly as she can. Make a manipulation check. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be at minus one die. Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Um, and that's what triggered the gunfight. Amazing. Hey, they're just fine. No, they're fine. They're good over there. I, we're, I'm Again, the engineer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have no bonus to manipulation. In case this, in case things go salty, I'm definitely going to try and use comic presents. Yeah, I figured. 
Um, one success and one um, uh, panic die. Okay, so you're going to gain a point of stress. <laughs> I have to roll this time. Um, actually... I'm... Yeah. Yeah, roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, like, I think I, I technically like, have to because it's the... Well, I was gauging on whether or not maybe you might have relieved some stress on your oh, time but but, but oh, the truth yeah. is is we've no. been booking it that was a long that was a lot yeah. i don't think so yeah i kind of think that this is this is a role there wasn't even banter in that scene i think there was just like dead silence as they drove back trying to be like that was something huh yeah, yeah. Because and then it was just like the sound of the of big birth of the entire trip which makes back. sense because honestly it wasn't just that you fought that thing but seeing that if you can for a moment imagine yeah. even in the alien universe that's much like encountering a cthulhu creature and some yeah. other kind of you it should not exist mm, and it kind of horrific. breaks the brain a little bit that it does yeah so, exactly yeah so i don't yeah. think so so okay. um that what i rolled a 1 and it's plus 2 or do I have to add the new one? Uh, what what is your total? No, no, no. So what is your? Yeah, what is your total? You do add the new one. Okay, so one plus three is four. Oh, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You're you're holding it together. Yeah, she's <laughs> but, she's like, well, might as well happen. Me this weekend. It's been like, yeah. you know what? No, what nothing can phase me now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. shouting. I got one it's, success. Where is, should someone show me Ethan? I have not met him. <laughs> with one success, okay. Ethan pipes up and goes, "Uh, yeah, that's me. Everything Hi. okay?" Um, I have a message from Isaac. I assume you're acquainted. Are we cl- am I close to this person? I'll start moving. I don't need no. to yell. <laughs> I don't need to yell yeah, across the room. Y'all are y'all are literally the only voices in the room right now. As the <laughs> the standoff has gotten a little distracted by the two good. shouting people. Good. That's yeah. Good. No, I'm friends with Isaac. Isaac's great. Okay, excellent. I have a message from Isaac. Um, check the generators. There is a storm incoming. And also, can I help in any way with? And she kind of just gestures it. <laughs> No decorum. Absolutely does not give a shit what these people think of her. When you, when you see it. <laughs> hey, Jack. See, I'll good? write on the other side of the room next to the gun draw. You good? We good? This we is go- fine. Okay. I'm going to help the engineer if that's good. You good? Yeah. Okay. good. yeah we right. got this. She's trying um, to be confusing. A little, honestly, she's trying to like shake whatever the hell is happening if she can break some tension mm-hmm. by being confusing. That's, well, that's a bonus. <laughs> the moment you announce that there's a storm coming and the generators need to be checked, that mm-hmm. draws a little attention away from actually Good. Lee herself actually kind of eyes widen a little bit. The guys start to lower their guns and Lee sees that and she slightly lowers a gun. And when they see her following in suit, one of the lead guys says, go tell the administrator. And he nods and starts running off into the direction that you just came in. We got work to do. What's all right, y'all? Whatever that was can wait. I'm so sorry. Um... We got to work together here. We got to get back. We all got to get back on the same page. And so she's going to walk over and be hands, basically, if if Ethan needs anything. Uh, the lead guy, before he breaks away, mm-hmm. he looks at Lee and says, I'm going to finish this one day. And she just replies, you're going to regret warning me. And the two of them break as he starts leaving and she slowly lowers her gun. Well, that was every manner of stressful. It's only a matter of time now, she says to you. They're not respecting my office. They're not respecting the badge. They have no respect for the law. They're going to do whatever the, they're going to do whatever they want. I'm not going to be able to do that again without it coming to gunfire. I don't think that it has to go that way. You better find some way of getting those boys to calm the fuck down. Because it's my job to keep things in line, and they are breaking it. 
they're hungry, they're starving, they're scared, just like everybody else here. They've been promised things that they will not get. We can reason with them. I don't see how. I've been trying to. The only way to get to these guys is... God damn it. The administrator's got to go. He's got to go. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. He is dug in. And that's why I would love to have a word with him. Well, I might have been able to do that for you, Doc. Except for I think I just cashed in every chip I had left. Then you need to make sure that you're somewhere safe. The Elios is open to you and you're welcome to stay as long as you need to. She smiles at you and says, you're sweet. But I'm law enforcement. It's my job to keep you safe, not myself. I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm here to serve as the doctor of this colony, and I am not seeing another life lost on my watch. Preventative health care, you could call it. Yeah. Um, Isaac, where are you at this point? You're coming back into the colony with O'Donnell? Yes. Okay, so the two of you step back into the main corridor, and the place is just as empty as it always looks. As soon as you walk in, you see the long hallways that are flickering lights. Uh, However, the air scrubbers are starting to function, and large portions of this corridor are starting to register as breathable air again. It's not high levels of of CO2 like it was before. So... um, but as you enter, the one thing you do note, Isaac, without even having to make an observation check, is you're headed towards the back with O'Donnell. Uh, the administrating office doors, the large metal double doors, are sealed as you walk past them. They are not open like they are normally open. Um, as you move past them, O'Donnell's looking around at this place for the first time, really just going like, what the fuck? Like, how many... <laughs> what the fuck with this place? Something's gone very, very wrong. All right. The two. Hey, we're beacon. Yeah. This kind of looks like home. (laughs) It's our job to get this place up and going again, but I feel like the machines aren't the problem. It's the problem. We never are. I can't argue with that. Uh, the two of you round the corner as you finally make it to the other side of the colony facility and entering into the main room uh isaac you can see this place is starting to calm down from a tense situation you can see tig is here and there's a lot of people that are starting to um looks like they're taking look everyone looks like they're consolidating their areas in which they've set up their little encampments here in the place everyone looks like they're battening down the hatches and getting ready for a storm so one after the other, this is all happening. Um, you got it something? Is, yeah, I would like to talk to the head militiaman. Okay. The one that promised to kill, uh, kill my buddy there. Okay. You approach him. Uh, yeah, uh, Lee would have told you his name is Kenneth. Um, Kenneth, Kenneth. Macheski. Kenneth, might, might I have a word with you? 
33 year old hot-headed son of a bitch that really does not have any respect for lee um as you say you have word he looks at you and he he seems really resentful the moment you start speaking to him albright and he goes what do you want to make you rich make me a manipulation check <laughs> okay oh, wait unless you are actually you're not I'm, just okay. i'm not bullsmith i'm telling them the truth okay um yeah he looks at you for a hot minute and goes okay there's no way that we are going to resolve the tensions that is pretty evident in this colony without either uh showing of bloodshed or a loss of several potentially million billion couple of dollars and i have seen enough bloodshed and i know that the person that i need to talk to is you not the administrator are uh, you willing to listen roll manipulation <laughs> okay let's do it uh but i'm gonna give you a plus one to the die okie dokie i'll give you a plus one you also this, get my approval, but that's non-mechanical. And, and, and keep in mind, this is not a calming presence kind of thing. You are in diplomacy mode right now. This is yep. not This is not using doc skills. This is literally... It's like, hey, remember how earlier y'all mm -hmm. were like on board with me saying we were on the same team? Hey, kid, how, you want to make some how money? Far, how far can we stretch this? Yeah. <laughs> you want some motherfucking money? Oh, that's one success. One success. Okay. Mm -hmm. He... So when you, when you, when you drop... If, if anybody else... Anybody else might have had the common sense to know that you were playing to their ego with the words you're choosing. However, it absolutely has the intended effect as when you basically de facto accuse him of being the leader here, he kind of tips his chin up in the air a little bit like he's pleased someone is finally seeing that. And you have his, you have his undivided attention right now. Listen, it's not name, title, or credentials that run a place like this. It's the person that can point and have muzzles or whatever you call those things attached to firearms pointing in the direction that they say so, and that appears to be you. I'm so tired, son, of seeing guns pointed at people that I care about. Now... I'm going to give you a little homework, and you're going to want to do it. Because that's the only way you're going to know how many zeros to ask for. I need you to look up Dr. Reginald Albright. And I'm going to need you to look up the Albright Sanctuary. I don't care how you look me up, I'm not hard to find. Once you get that done, you come, you have a reasonable talk with me. And we put an end to this violence. We put an end to this madness. And we put an end to whatever the administrators have y'all do to these poor people that are tired and hungry. You understand? All right. Until then, the promise you made my friends gonna have to wait. And agreed. All right. Yeah. Good talk. You better not be fucking lying to me. Well, you've shown no compulsion to point a gun at me, so I'd imagine that if I'm lying, you'll find a way to resolve it. 
that softens him even further and he just with that he hey Eloy come here stand my watch for me I'll be right back I go to the bathroom steps make out of the room as soon make as sure you guy. spill all right right and he just spills it out for him as he walks away. <laughs> it's not all bricked. No one nah, says it like that. Um, <laughs> he just looks that way. <laughs> all right. He, this, this young man leaves, heads out of the room. You imagine he's going to go access some other terminal. <laughs> yeah, Doc's just going to walk back to, okay. uh, to his folks. Mischief thou art afoot. Take what course thou wilt. So the next few hours is unusually quiet here in the colony. It's people getting ready for the storm. And the impression you all get is that they are actually quite used to this. But the colony building itself is not up to the same specs as that it was built for. So as the wind begins to pick up and it reaches close to 60 miles an hour outside, which is well beyond category one, um, you guys are getting a sense that this colony cannot sustain itself unless it gets maintenance. If after if this storm sustains for more than 24 hours, Isaac, it's easy enough to assume that this is the last call. The building, this whole place needs an update. It cannot continue like this. Um, as this is happening, the other thing you notice is there's no sign of the administrator. It does not emerge from the administration offices at all. And there's a lot of unusual activity you were all observing from some of the militia members. They're having quiet conversations with one another and whispering to one another away from the ears of other people that might be too close by. Um, about an hour into the storm, as you are tending to as you are tending to somebody doctor you feel a nudge on your shoulder and you see Macheski standing next to you and he goes hey come talk to me for a second all right what can i do for you what do you need from me what do you want to do and, well, and how I'm much are you offering me I'm offering you a way off this colony. I'm offering you enough to go home, live comfortably, and never point a gun at another human being again. So what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? There's going to be a time where the administrator calls your name. There's going to be a time when the administrator tells you to pull the trigger, most likely at me and mine. I'm just asking you to take a nap. Maybe ignore the call. What about the others? How am I supposed to... How am I supposed to talk them out of it? Do they not like money? Now, my son, Simeon, he was a Marine. And I... Whatever you did for one, you had to do for all of them. He took care of his squad. He was good that way. He was very important to him. This awful is never just for you. They listen to you. All right. Yeah, you got a deal. We're your men. We'll keep it quiet. 
you keep your side of the bargain. I am a man of my word. You and yours will be taken care of. And you're getting rich by simply adhering to your conscience. And on that note, you see his radio that he has on his belt light up. And he glances down at it and just goes, speak of the devil. And he excuses himself as he moves away. Sorry about that. I crashed okay. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We're dancing all over the place tonight. So he moves away. Looks like he's got some kind of transmission, but you see him just acknowledge his radio for a moment, and he steps aside. You have some time here to finally reconnect with the rest of the crew. It's been a hot minute since you've all been in the same room together. I'm immediately going over to Tig and Isaac. Uh, making friends? <laughs> making an investment. Well, here, I guess we'll take that. This was never going in without the loss of some resource, and I'd much rather it not be human resource. No offense, Isaac. Of course not. Nah, Isaac's stronger than a lot of us. They can take <laughs> care of themselves. <laughs> Thing is, the administrator only has the power presented to... Only has the power that he does because of the people that believe that he can make them rich and he can't <laughs> or if he can he's gonna do it at the cost of other people and I'm tired I'm tired of seeing this and he just kind of gestures so you're undermining him I'm providing another option for those misled by him and in but, the process, undermining him, Tig says to, <laughs> to Isaac. Yeah. He spoke very clearly the first time. Uh, hey, about the thing you saw? Yes, who's around right now? Yeah, I mean, y'all are... It, it is a rare moment where everyone is kind of huddled into their own family units. So y'all kind of have your own space right now. Also, it's worth noting Maybe. that ever since that seed had been planted by Albright, as it's starting to sort of make the news, as it were, spreading from one militia member to the next, um, and you see the people like crossing the room to confirm what they're hearing and chatting about each other in hushed whispers, you kind of get the impression y'all have a little more privacy than you've had before. Hmm, love that. So is Martha still in like bishop surgery, right? Yeah, I think we're probably it approaching hasn't been that long. the end of, uh, I'd say it's, we're probably getting to the end of the shift. Okay. Just okay. To, to move things forward. But yeah, I would say, and at this point too, it's worth noting that everyone from O'Donnell to you to Martha, everyone who is human is starting to feel the exhaustion setting in of being up for almost 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Well. Did you see something? little more than C, unfortunately. Um, Isaac probably would have seen uh, Martha's uniform, actually, when, like, in the very brief handoff. Uh, we had a little bit of an encounter. 
with a less than friendly party individual need more info and I believe Martha has that on her person that was, was it a pale all... man take his like a like a <laughs> cartoonish <laughs> so when were we, when were they gonna tell us that you were psychic is that like a thing that oh you you had a rendezvous with the pale man oh so it's a thing that's a thing no one okay all right Yes. So they said they were outside and you were outside and I thought I maybe you ran into him. That does make sense He now. fought you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fought, I feel like, implies some level of, you know, I don't know, intent outside of maim, kill, kill, but it was, yes, not, not great. Pretty, uh, quite scary, quite, uh, um, not what I was expecting to do with my day, uh, but we did not encounter, uh, it in the mines, though it seemed to be, um, pulling food source what, from there. What exactly is it? It's, it's said to be the administrator's obsession, the reason that he's gone and let this place fall the way it has. Okay. And it scared children. Oh, okay. yes. Um, yeah, it's dead. Very dead. Um, uh, unless oh. there are more, which always a possibility, I suppose, but there was only one pod. Containment pod. Kit will, uh, Tig will kind of, uh, very quietly kind of describe what we saw and uh the the pale man and and uh our kind of trek kind of very very not fully elaborating but just like very clipped and she's kind of looking around like kind of constantly and like has like the hand on the on the side of the nose and is just kind of being as just this is she it's been a stressful day so she's just a little bit a little bit wired about it i think I've I've never heard of a species like this. No, me either. Well, more importantly, are are you okay? I mean, tired, but Martha's the one who got got. But I think I think we dealt with that. We're just gonna need uh, some really good naps is my kind of diagnosis of the situation. Where, but otherwise, physically, tip-top shape. Where's the body of this pale man located? A couple, what do you say, like two, what was it, like two kilometers out from, from base? Four, three, four? A couple kilometers out. Yeah, it was, it wasn't the near, it wasn't near the, it was like two kilometers away from the mine. From the, the mines, that's, where, that's yeah. what it was, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, a couple kilometers out. We didn't, I mean, At it would have point. probably injured us to try to take it with us, and also, uh, that seemed like a lot to deal with. So it's out there. At some point, I would like to take a look at it. Theoretically, it's not going anywhere, but... If there are more, do they eat each other when they're dead? I mean, not uncommon amongst different species, so... 
It might be gone. If there's another one and it wants to eat it, it could be gone. Yeah, that's true. Organics are strange. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you and Martha made it out of one piece. Me too. That was, yeah, not, not the best way to spend an afternoon, but... We learned some more, I suppose. So why would the administrator like this thing? There must be money involved. Biological weapon. If you got, if this, if the, what you're telling me is true and its blood is acidic, mm. finding a way to replicate that in soldiers would be invaluable. Yeah, Martha has the Martha has the documents. I'll have to go through all of them. That's the whatever that project is. That's that might be. It might not be the 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 pale man itself but it might be the project and everything to do with it if if he know knew what was on this transport when it came down if he brought it down it could be a resale it could be a, a power to lord over someone because this seemed really important i mean whoever's it was probably wanted it back if if he doesn't intend on using it himself well that's just it if this was important if what he found was truly what his benefactors were looking for. I think they wouldn't have left this place to to rot like this. It seemed undisturbed. No one had been out there yet, I don't think. I don't know if they didn't have the preparations they thought they needed or if they were waiting for something. If he knew the Paleman was out there, maybe he's just scared of it. Nah. I think that is the very reason why he's so eager to have his senses brought back up. I think he might have understood the general vicinity of what he was looking for, but without being able to determine its location exactly. Martha pinged it. Martha found it right in the in the mother banks that she was able to access she found like before the sensors went down there was a location and that's how we knew where it was so like they had that on file he knew that there was a ship out there and uh just revisit some of the things you've heard said uh yes, yeah, he, yeah. he wanted to get out there badly but badly. had not been able to get out there yeah so yeah it was it was it, i think it might have just been a, some sort of i don't know just just the setup wasn't right. He was preparing for something and wasn't prepped yet. They were waiting for Big Bertha to get back online. How long had how long had the tractor been out of commission? There was another tractor. Though. There was a second yeah. There's tractor. another tractor. Yeah, yeah. So then what? I don't know. Then he must have been prepping something and what didn't feel ready yet. I don't know. How worried do we have to be about this storm though? We're gonna be locked in here with him, or he's gonna be locked in here with us, I guess. That one. Certainly if he's endangering his colony with some form of recklessness like this, nothing about the Pale Man could possibly be worth it to sacrifice innocent people. It is to him, though. And what it- I just- I just can't figure he shouldn't out be in what it is. Things. He really shouldn't. That's- yeah, that's kind of the- that's correct. That is the, the solution. That is the that is the answer. I just he unfortunately. So I look to the captain. Like <laughs> okay. So 
<laughs> People in power rarely deserve the power that they have. The lights flicker mm-hmm. as the storm rolls over. You guys can hear the thunder rolling outside. So, he wants something, doesn't have it. It's worth everyone here. And he just lost his main piece of confidence in being in control. So where does that leave us? It leaves us needing to make sure that we watch each other's back. Ain't nothing more dangerous than a cornered animal. And he's been here longer and he's had more time to understand the place, to prepare for the inevitable revolt. We need to talk to Bishop. No one's told me who Bishop is yet. O'Donnell raises his hand. <laughs> is that somebody that I should know about? Another patient. Medbay. This fucking guy. <laughs> Y'all just left me on the ship. I mean, I was fine with that, but like... Hey, you volunteered to watch... watch. Like I said, I was fine with it. Like, yeah. you know, there's somebody... But I, I don't know what's going on. He's my cousin. Cool. Okay. There's a whole, whole family of synthetics running around. And he might have some info because it seems like someone didn't want him to talk. Theoretically. Didn't do a very good job of stopping them, that's the thing. So what's our next move? Martha's ready? Can we have a family reunion? Let's do it. Can we get to our ship? Our ship is, like, in the storm. It's in the storm. You can make your way across. It's like 100 feet from the entrance of the colony to your ship. I didn't know how dangerous that the, I can carry it if you need help. It's even, it's, it is going to be, I mean, keeping in mind that you don't have Evo suits. You're literally going to have to just hold your hands over your face and push your way through. The wind outside is quite high. Mm-hmm. That's you, yeah. I didn't know how deadly this was. The short answer is, is that yes, you can do this. It will be not easy, but yes, mm-hmm. you could do it. Uh, I mean, if I roll them up in a tarp, then they're all right. Right. <laughs> Over the shoulder. As strong as you are, your body still only weighs so much, and that wind is blowing pretty hard. But if I carry them, they ground me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, theoretically, yes, you could have an Isaac kite if you guys wanted one. That's so funny. That's a brilliant image in, like, the anime version of this show, though. I love it. Beautiful. Beautifully composed. Yeah. Yeah, we need more info. We need more info. More data is required. More data is required. I'm thinking okay. that the only one that has the information that we're looking for at this point is the administrator. And at some point, we are going to need to talk to him. Mm-hmm. When is that point, O'Donnell asks? I mean, I soon, but we have one more, we have one more asset, I suppose, is the information that Bishop will have. And theoretically, again, no idea. We're speculating here, but if Bishop has another piece of this puzzle, we will be armed with more, you know, better backup than just you know, any gun if you can if you can throw throw his his kind of failures back in his face, but we need to know what that is. And Martha's very good backup. Mm-hmm. Remember when Yeah, she well, has a very large gun. <laughs> and the threat of the 
What's the name of the thing where the Marines take you over? Invasion. <laughs> nah, I, I know that's not what you're meaning, but... Let's make our way to see what information we can retrieve from Bishop. Once we get that final piece, we make our move towards the administrator. We try to get this place fixed from the head down. He's not going to use them as hostages, is he? He may very well try. Should we leave some of us in here? No one seems to mind that I've got a gun. No one's trying to stop me. I would prefer not to have to use it. I don't like shooting at people. I like flying ships. What's the play to half of us stay and half go and talk to Bishop? No, we need to stick together from this point forward. I mean, the hostage point was... Well, the thing is... Point. Should he decide to take hostages, who who will be the one pointing the guns at the hostages? The lights cut. <sighs> you all hear the power just go. There's gasps from inside the room as everyone waits to see if the power comes back up. And as it stretches into 10, 15, 20 seconds, you hear people calling out to other people and then some panicked voices speaking to one another. How concerned should we be that that was not an accident? Shoulder lamps come on immediately. You all see beams of light start piercing the darkness as people are looking around at each other. And O'Donnell just says, oh, yeah, this is what we needed. You should have bribed the engineer. I still have a cigarette. Let's find him. All right. I think Actually, we're yeah. look for the engineer. You all start moving around this space. The beams of light from your flashlights are the only thing that's piercing the darkness right now. You come across a couple of people just kind of like as you're looking through faces over and over to find out if you can find where Ethan has gone off to calling out to him, but a couple of people, you can hear someone starting to panic. Everyone's like, calm down, calm down. But then you hear the, th the thudding sound from the storm just whipping against the building. Just <laughs> There's a split second where your imaginations could immediately send you into an anxiety spiral thinking that this building might be unstable with the sound, the way the wind is buffeting outside. And every now and then through the slit window of the airlock doors on the far end of the of the building, you can see a brilliant white flash of light as lightning strikes somewhere in the distance. And each one of you searching through the crowds of people, clutching loved ones, huddled around blankets, looking up at you, eating rations, um, looking petrified. You don't find Ethan as you call out for him over and over. He's not here. As you continue shining the light. Isaac, you were helping out earlier. Where where can we where can we go to give you an assist? Um, hang on, I I processing. <laughs> uh, Matsuda Shiko, can we find her? Mm. If anyone mm. can find Ethan, make observation checks. Great. I'm great at those. We and can you all, got? We, can we all help? 
Mm -hmm. I haven't and met you... her. I haven't met her. Am I still helpful? Uh, we had, we had, she was one of the people oh, wait, the whose dossiers we I've got. Seen, uh, yes, I've seen the file. Yeah, you've seen Matsuda. One of the five people she... dossiers. Mm -hmm. One, one. I am great I at observation. One. Didn't I tell you? Never mm -hmm. can have it. Um, each of you moving through this area, like shining flashlights. Uh, I'm not helpful. <laughs> you move over to the spots where you've most commonly seen Ethan working, but you're specifically looking for Matsuda. And as you move over to one of the workstations where you've seen a lot of the engineering equipment being kept during the downtime, um, you see. For, first of all, you see the that the station's empty and there's a pack of cigarettes that have been left there. Uh, you don't see anybody at the station um, except for you see, uh, the, for, it is worth noting that this station is outside the warehouse room as y'all have stepped out into the corridor because this is back where you were, uh, remember when you were first changing some of the air scrubbers, Isaac, he had a, a little place set up over here because he had to do the entire facility. Um, so as y'all have moved out into the corridor, you see the station is completely empty and, uh, you see the cigarettes and you don't see any sign of him. You start looking for her and you do find her. We're looking for Ethan. She doesn't respond to you. She's simply sitting up against the wall, facing away from you. I'm immediate Dr. Mo, just mm -hmm. running over. You run over to her. Um, as you squat down and look at her, you see she is completely pale and she's trembling. She's like, Hey, now, 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 now. And then you notice that the dark hair on the side of her face, as you kind of move it, there is blood covering the side of her face. It is just caked in the side of her hair. And she's, she doesn't even respond to you, Doc. She's just <sighs> pulling out the kit and going to work. Like, what do I got to do to make sh to stabilize her? Isaac, with your one success of scoring that observation, you instinctively look around and see moving across the beam, across the floor, you see streaks of gore. And you follow the beam of light all the way up into what looks like one of those air scrubber shafts where the streak of gore disappears into a dark portal where the air scrubber has been completely torn free. And you're pretty sure that on the floor beneath that portal where the air scrubber was is the work boot of Ethan Tanahachi. And judging from the way it rests against the wall, his foot is still in it. And that is where we have to stop tonight. <laughs> no! <laughs> um. I'm going to make a note here because uh, seeing that is would it normally trigger stress, one point of stress in everybody. But it's also worth noting, too, that because you guys have not slept, we are slowly approaching a threshold where y'all will have to make stamina rolls 
to avoid collapsing. And uh, you also cannot, no matter what skills you are using, you cannot relieve stress until you have rested for a full shift. So, Question. Yeah. C could our little, like, hangout and... Uh passing info back mm. and forth could i have bantered and lowered stress for everyone yes i would okay. say let's do that let's subtract one stress from everybody before we call it a night okay. here that would absolutely have counted y'all were in a safe space okay. you had found I, company with each other again okay. i had yeah. also meant to say that with the doc was checking on tig the whole are you okay thing that was to be doing a uh okay compassion i'll allow that too yeah Wait, I'm not going to interface with this mechanic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac is just scientifically curious about this. Does, <laughs> that, does that take off stress too, Doc? Or is that... Mm -hmm. That takes okay. out a point of stress, yeah. Okay, delightful. Sweet. Um, and I'll let Martha know what her situation is. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight, though. That's episode six. Wow. This was our mid-season game. <laughs> Y'all have very cleverly started turning the tide dramatically into your favor and it was going quite well until this variable at the very end i am very anxious to get back Me too. next monday night um that's gonna do it for us tonight everybody thank you so much for joining us for episode six the pale man of beacon we will catch you back here next monday night at 6 p.m until then sleep well <laughs>